at the ending he asked me like the magical question that's like the movie question sell me this pen right? <laughs> oh shit Yo, yeah, I hated that yeah. question he asked me the question I couldn't sell the pen really yeah no, I couldn't sell the pen but I could sell you the car so here's the <laughs> thing here's the thing with this sell me this pen yeah, question yeah, okay yeah. the guys that make them and I sometimes I throw this in my sales interviews as well when yeah, I'm, when I'm interviewing sales guys just for fun just, yeah, just yeah, to yeah. see what they would say to me yeah, right yeah. Yeah. the key to the question is you never want to sell the pen mm. if you want to be a good salesperson it's not about selling the pen you got to figure out, qualify the customer first mm. and then use that information to create need for your product. Mm. Right? How can you sell, pen, how right? can you sell somebody something that they don't need? Yeah, right? yeah, you have yeah, to make yeah. them explain to you why they need it and then mm-hmm. tie it in together. Okay. Right. So that's okay. what I did in the interview. I was like, well, what do you do for a living? I don't see you have any nice pens here. You know, what kind of contracts do you sign this and that? And then started getting the conversation. I was like, well, that, you know, everything you said to me, this is the pen that does that for you. And uh, then sold it like that. Okay. And then he even made it harder for me. He hit me with objection. He's like, I got to talk to my wife. <laughs> and then I hit him back and I'm like, wait, aren't you the senior financial services manager? Here? He's like, yeah. I'm like, do you make most decisions in the company? He's like, yeah. Well, do you ask your wife every time? Oh. Closed. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Wealth is Possible. We're joined by Saad Mohammed, who is the sales manager at Audi Queensway. This is actually the largest dealership owned by the Delari Group, which is actually Canada's largest automotive group. I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's based in Toronto. Saad has been in the sales industry for nine years. He started off working all sorts of sales jobs, including crushing it at Mr. Safety Shoes for a year before transitioning into automotive sales. Saad has broken multiple records at both Mazda and Audi, including breaking the all-time record for the most cars sold in dealership history just five months into his Audi Queensway career. It's crazy. Thank you so much for coming through, bro. Thank uh, you for having we, me. We actually all went to high school together, which yeah. is also another Father crazy Michael thing. Father Michael McGivney. There we go. We have oh, another yeah. guy from McGivney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jumping right into this, bro. Tell us a little bit about your sales journey leading into automotive sales. So sales has been a... I didn't know this, yeah. but it's been a passion of mine since I was young. Okay. Right? okay. So I started off helping my grandparents out. They had a small convenience store. Mm-hmm. So at that time, it's not as aggressive as it is now. When I mean aggressive, it's not like target driven or anything like that. But you learn how to communicate with people. You learn mm-hmm. how to persuade people. You learn how to qualify people things mm-hmm. of that nature i didn't even yeah. know i was learning this at that time mm-hmm. but that's what i was doing from an early age at okay. probably like 14 15 years old small nice. convenience store they had religious books like mm-hmm. calling cards to call back home and <laughs> things like that but they really taught me on how to like interact with customers customer service hey, things like that's that. huge that's yeah huge, no bro. for sure like mm. how to even the proper etiquette of speaking to people mm. learning that from an early age from mm-hmm. people that like started back home because you know back home they take this stuff very very seriously yeah, right yeah, yeah. Yeah. so learning that from an early age getting that stuff implanted in my brain i didn't even know what was going on but i was that's getting a conditioned blessing, bro. You, from it is that young and you were learning all this yeah that's yeah. Crazy. <clears throat> yeah yeah so they have a business background my grandparents had like a fruit business back home and mm-hmm. stuff like that i never mm-hmm. like was part of that yeah but they do have a business background right so i yeah. guess some of that so came inside that from me. back home yeah everything. okay exactly okay. so that's what i was doing from an early age mm-hmm. started to getting into sales like that after high school i even worked at this uh, air filtration company i was working <laughs> security at that time yeah, like yeah, of course yeah. it's minimum wage and mm-hmm. like you know i didn't want to it wasn't making the mo- kind of money that i knew that i could make yeah, yeah. so there was an ad that was posted and it was like you'll make three thousand dollars a month guaranteed you know that guaranteed time, yeah, that was a lot of yeah, money yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so i was like okay you know like 18 years old or something like that um three thousand dollars is, is good oh, yeah. and then on top of that you can make commissions as well yeah. so they brought us in you know they trained us mm-hmm. and this is an air filtration system that costs five thousand dollars okay? okay so they train you and, and it's crazy how they did it now that i'm thinking about it they did marketing like this so 
they would send the flyers or scratch cards, almost like a lottery ticket, oh, to okay. people's homes nice. in like Scarborough and Etobicoke and things like that. Mm-hmm. People would scratch these cards, and the way they had it set up, it would look like you won a TV, but you actually didn't. You won mm. a twenty-five dollar gift card. The, the, I don't forget how to explain this. Yes. Yeah. But the way the card looked when yeah, you scratch yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I want a TV. Okay. But in reality, when you actually read the fine print, you mm-hmm. just want a twenty-five dollar gift card. Ah. So that was our entry to the door. What they had to do was give the company a call and say, hey. I've won a TV, but how do I get this TV? Yeah, yeah. And the company would be like, well, we're going to just come by. We're going to give you a presentation. If you listen to the presentation, oh, shit. then you, you know you get, get the free TV. The yeah. guy will come over and hand it to oh, your house. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, Huge finesse. Eh? Yeah. You know, send the guy over. <laughs> yeah. And keep in mind too, like now I'm, I'm thinking about this and yeah. I'm, I'm realizing yeah. what they did. <laughs> They're sending these tickets not to like the rich areas in Toronto. They're sending this in like, Scarborough Jeez. and Tobacco. Because yeah, 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 yeah. those are the families that are going to want the TV too. Th- that's the people that get enticed, yeah, right? Yeah, they don't yeah. really know like what, what the fine print is not gonna bother mm-hmm. listening to that mm-hmm. all they see is a tv i want a tv mm-hmm. right they think they hit the lottery by that tv yeah. so now we get the foot in the door my sales manager at the time yeah. he sets up the appointment <laughs> sends me over sends me a text hey this is the address i did a lot in this area actually oh, sure. yeah. i learned the map of toronto doing that job we would mm-hmm. drive around from house mm-hmm. to house i learned okay. the streets and nice. you know That's northwest it. south all that yeah so we'd get into the door and at that time like you put your sales hat on yeah, yeah, right yeah. Mm-hmm. you're building rapport with the clients right away getting them to like you and they're like, oh, where's my TV? Oh, don't worry, ma'am. Like, you know, <laughs> let, let me just do this presentation. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll oh, get to shit. that. We'll get yeah, to that. Nice. Now, it takes me about two to three hours into this presentation. That's crazy. At, think about this. This is the first time you're meeting these people. You're pitching them an air filtration system. They don't even know that they need this. Yeah. And at the end of it, you're trying to pitch them a $5,000 product. Jeez. Okay, so that was a tough job. Yeah, then, no, yeah, I imagine. Tough, Ooh, tough, I tough. And and like at one point you're gonna have to tell them like, yo, it's actually no TV. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, you, you know just sit the whole time. You're like, oh, yeah, by the way, guys, yeah, by the way, TV? by yeah. the way, you got balls to do this uh, job. Uh, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> by the way, you only get a twenty-five dollar gift card for three hours of your time. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So <laughs> that part wasn't easy either, but. Like by then the goal yeah. was like they like you enough yeah. that they warmed up to you and then they mm. even forgot about the TV right wow. so okay, okay, wow okay. have you actually successfully converted sales with that so I was doing about three sales a week at that time okay and I mean it's not crazy high because I was probably meeting like three to four people a day mm-hmm. working five days a week so mm-hmm. if you do that math I'm meeting like twenty people a week and closing three sales mm-hmm. yeah but each sale was eight hundred dollars commission and even the guys that are running the company yeah. they're finessers too mm. because if you make commissions then you don't get that three thousand you're just gonna you just get, switch over to commission yeah exactly you just switch over to commission and they're gonna oh, you're making more in commissions anyway. It doesn't really matter. Wow. So I was They never wrote base plus commissions. Yeah, ever, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they finessed the details of Jeez. the contract as oh well. Oh my God. Yeah. I hope that company's not around anymore. That company's not around. Anymore. Uh, I guarantee I, I, you that. It's so unethical. It's yeah. very unethical. Yeah. And the people that were running it, like now that I look back, they definitely weren't ethical people. They had no morals. But yeah. some people at that company yeah. were making legit money. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they were yeah. definitely learning how to be good salespeople. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're learning how to build the rapport very quickly. I did actually meet a couple of people that were successful. Like I met one person that was a upper manager at Rogers and stuff. And she told me, she's like, you nailed this. She called me the next morning. I had sold her the night before. She's like, Sad, I got to give it to you. You sold me. Yeah. You got me. Yeah. Everything you said, everything you did was like, you checked the boxes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You had me hooked. You yeah. built rapport. I thought I like knew you for years. Yeah, and yeah, now yeah. that I slept on it, I woke up and I'm like, 
I just bought a five thousand dollar air filter. I don't that's, need this. That's yeah. Let me cancel this. That's and I'm like, like more than the entire AC furnace. Yeah. <laughs> and my sales manager just gave me a pat on the back. He's like, look, you sold the customers. Yeah. You're gonna lose some deals like this. And yeah. I'm like, it is what it is. I'm yeah, 18 yeah, years yeah. old. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what it is, right? And then eventually I realized like this is not working out, right? Mm. So I, I went back to security for a while. I did security for another two or three years. I was grinding. I was security working. is the best thing if you're in school. Mm. Yeah, it was a good yeah. thing, but it was overnight shifts. It yeah, was yeah. killing. Which me. company you work with? I worked a lot of different companies. I worked yeah, yeah, for yeah. G4S. I worked for. I worked with Paladin. Nights. Did you, you work Paladin? Yeah. 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 In the, have you uh, first service residential? Yeah, I didn't work for them, but yeah, I, yeah. I know all the companies. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I probably yeah. interviewed all the companies. I worked at some of the smaller Easiest ones. Easiest job interview ever, right? It's like, hey, oh. what's your availability? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can, you, can you work night shifts? Can you work 12-hour shifts? Okay, you're hired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, wait, don't hey, you need to see my hey, license? Right, can, you, can you be a pylon for 12 hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Some of the stories the I have yeah, working yeah, yeah. security, yeah. like working overnight. I worked at this one place. I was uh, scheduled to work at this parking lot, right? Mm-hmm. Overnight. Mm-hmm. You sit in your car and you're guarding a parking lot okay. on Lakeshore. No one's coming there. Yeah. So I'd go there. I'd have my pillow. I'd have like my blanket. <laughs> and my Netflix, my That's food. Crazy. It was a sick chill session. Yeah. Oh, yeah. seriously. For 12 hours. And then for six months, I did that. Just doing nothing over oh, there. Shit. And then one day in the morning, I'm, I slept a little bit too late. Because I know when the people are going to come in the morning, right? Yeah. So get fired on the I'd spot. set my alarm. I'd be like, I got to wake up at this time. Probably miss my alarm or something. And the <laughs> vice president of that Stop. security company shows up somehow that day. He walks around the lot and he sees me. He's like, are you just a security guard here? Because I'm wearing a uniform, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what is this? He just started flipping on oh, me. Oh, shit. And yeah, like fired on the spot. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's, that's, the, that's like the number one way to get fired in security. Sleeping, sleeping on, the on the job. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. So <laughs> if I didn't, honestly, looking back at it yeah. now, mm-hmm. blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I had I not get fi- gotten fired, mm-hmm. I probably would have been like, you know what? Security, it is what yeah. it is. Paying the bills right now. Mm-hmm. Who knows how long it would have took me to progress and, yeah, and try yeah, something yeah, new, right? Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Anyways, I'm I'm really compressing the story, but yeah. I worked security oh, for right. years, yeah, yeah, yeah. grueling it out, and just you know long shift, mm-hmm. just boring, mm-hmm. and knowing that like I'm not really unleashing my potential, yeah. right? Like just doing something and just passing by, yeah. and that starts to affect you too long term too. Because it really it's like does. You'll have all this potential, and you'll yeah. work like a like a just a baseline job, yeah. and you just start associating your identity with that baseline that's job. what it is that's yeah. what it is your confidence starts to go down you look mm. at friends around you they're yeah, trying to exactly, do more and more exactly. and you're like what am i doing yeah, like i'm yeah. sure paying the bills right now i'm going out with my friends once in a while i can get a you know a bite to eat when i want to but at the same time like how am i progressing and i've always had that mentality inside mm-hmm. me yeah. always been very proactive you'd be an athlete right so i was like, an athlete yeah, yeah. yeah. So i was an athlete and carries on extremely competitive yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm i think i'm one of the most competitive guys that i know <laughs> so doing that kind yeah. of job i'm just not fulfilling you know so got fired there again blessing in disguise yeah. and then i'm like okay what am i gonna do now yeah. so at that time like didn't really have too many skills or nothing to show for it so i started applying at different places yeah. and uh one of the places that called me back was mr safety shoes they oh, were shit okay they were opening up a new store in markham okay. uh, where the la fitness plaza is woodbine and, and uh, highway seven uh-huh. and i went and did an interview had a phone interview did an interview in person as well and they were like yeah you know what you fit the bill let's let's get you on nice. obviously it's not a tough job right yeah, like it's a yeah. retail job kind of like exactly. footlocker yeah so i started over there and i worked at the markham location for a little bit nice. the manager there hated me it was this <laughs> lady i don't know what was wrong with her but she had it out for me uh, she told me she was like you suck at sales you don't know how to talk to people <laughs> wow. wow you have no skills in presentation yeah, yeah. like just stand there and whatever they tell you to get what size they tell you to get just go and grab the box and just give it wow. to them like don't don't talk too much you know no way. What kind of, she, you're looking back was, at that you're like yo, I'm the manager fuck? now and like yo that was the worst uh, oh my, ever. when i say she put me down like she was 
out to get me. Like, why? I don't like, understand. I'm did like, you, did you like show up late or something? No, like, no, yeah. not at all. And I was at that time as well. I didn't have a car, so I was. I lived in Markham and Steeles. Okay. I'm yeah, taking yeah. the bus from Markham. You guys know this route, 53, yeah, 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 53 yeah. all the way to Woodbine, Woodbine yeah. and Steeles, okay. and then from there I'm biking up to Woodbine Stop and Harrison every morning. Bike and shit Twenty too. minute bike ride. So I'm sweaty by the time I get to work. Yeah. <laughs> she hated me so much. I'm like, can I at least park my bike in the back? Yeah. So it doesn't get stolen. She's like, no, put it in the front. I'm like, wow. I don't have a lock. She's like, go buy a lock. Oh, no way. So, I, like, she made some, like, closet racist remarks once in a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but I'm I think not, that's what it was. It's all. I don't it's know. I really don't know. I really don't know. But, yeah, yeah, anyways, yeah. the good thing was after four months of working there, the Scarborough location had an opening, yeah. and that was at Kennedy Commons. Mm. So, I was like, please, like, can I get a transfer over there? <laughs> she was like, all right. So, I got a transfer over to the manager over there. He was a great guy. He gave me an opportunity. And that's when things started taking off. Mm. Nice. How long were you in the job uh, before you transferred over? Four months. Four months. Okay. Four months. So yeah. you, just, you put up with that shit for four I months. I grinded it out. And you know yeah, what? Yeah. There was so many times where I'm like, why am I still here? Why am I still? Let me yeah, quit. Let me yeah. quit. But I'm like, no. You know what? At that time is when I really started reading books and really started developing okay, myself okay. and learning how to be calm and just taking things in and just being positive. No matter what happens, I'm going to be positive. Mm. And I'm like, I'm going to kill her with kindness. No matter what she does to me, she's not breaking me. Mm. I don't care. Mm. I was getting in that mentality. I was learning how to be tough. That's a sick mindset. I, yeah, I was learning how to just take everything in that's hitting me from the world. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to break. Mm. I'm going to make her break. I'm going to mm. make the <laughs> most out of the situation. Did she break? Like, I mean, eventually. Yeah. She, <laughs> she transferred me over, yeah, right? Yeah, she was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I can't break this guy. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. get him to quit. Exactly. So, I'm just going to allow him you to transfer over. You didn't back down on that one. No, exactly. no. So I got <laughs> transferred over there and people will look at it and be like, oh, it's a safety shoe place. Like, what do you mean this is sales? Yeah. If yeah. you think about it, like safety shoes, it's not a thing that you need to really sell to people because mm-hmm. people that need safety shoes, they're they need them. Yeah, there's all the additional stuff that you add on, like laces. Exactly, and yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Safety Shoes yeah. is actually the largest safety shoe provider in Canada. Okay. Jeez. So they have big contracts with Toronto Fire. They have contracts with Toronto Hydro, like mm. all these big companies, City of Toronto, yeah. all the major manufacturers, the trade, trade companies, trade companies, yeah. companies that make cookies and uh-huh. stuff like that, candies and all yeah, that. They yeah, have yeah. all those contracts. So they have factories. Okay, so they're, they're, these guys are coming in automatically. They, they're coming yeah, in yeah. because uh-huh. their company has a contract with Mr. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're given a voucher, even TTC, like twenty like percent off or whatever. Twenty percent yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Like here's your voucher. You can actually go and spend one hundred twenty dollars there. So we've got a ton of traffic coming in. Now those are normal sales, and you have to keep in mind. I wasn't really thinking that way at that time. But now I know, like that's subsidized costs, right, for their shoes. So Mr. Safety Shoes is not really making that much money when they're selling these shoes. They're already giving them at a subsidized cost. Like, yeah, like it's like Apple. Apple, yeah. like a lot of companies don't really make a lot of money off. Yeah. So people just come to in. Get that contract. Ge- that will generate people to come in there, and yes. then while they're there, then they will buy like the cables and this like and all that. that. Uh, yeah. yeah, all the high profit items. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So everybody I was working with over there, they didn't really take it seriously like a sales job, mm-hmm. but I did. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm gonna be a sales. Sales person. is sales, bro. Yeah, yeah, sales is sales. So when they come in, they're they're trying on the shoes. I'm like, oh, you're on your feet all day. Like, don't you get tired? Don't <laughs> yeah. your feet get sore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this insole. I pop it in the shoe. Sometimes I don't even tell them. Just pop it in the shoe. When one shoe, they're trying on both the shoes. Like, it feels a little different. I'm like, well, that one's got the insole. Yeah, you're going to yeah, be on your yeah. feet for 12 hours. Like, you need that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. All of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. Like, I'm just upselling everything. Like, would you literally, like, read the book and then, like, try out those strategies? At right that after? time, yeah. I wasn't reading too much sales books. Yeah. I got into that a little bit later, but I was reading a lot of, like, just self-improvement. Mindset. Self, shit, mindset, yeah, yeah. self-development. Just starting to pick up the right habits, you know? Mm-hmm. It was very premature, mm-hmm. but I was starting to, mm-hmm. you know? Just getting in the right mentality and trying to be proactive with things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can you can have two choices when you come into work. Mm-hmm. Either you come into work, you just 
just do your thing nine to five you get out of there or you're gonna be like i'm gonna make an impact today mm. and that's the mindset that i was coming in with mm. and my co-workers were not on the same frequency yeah, as yeah, me. Yeah. Okay. so we had a sales contest there who could sell the most insoles laces and shoe care products so i started destroying the sales contest Jeez. I was like, I'm going to win every single month. Yeah. The prize was a $100 Visa like, prepaid gift card at the end of the month. I'm like, I don't prize. care about the prize. Yeah. Oh, shit. I just want to win. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just competitive the by competitive nature. Competitive size, yeah. I guess. Com- yeah. yeah. What the prize is. So, it, like, one month, two months, three months, 12 months, like, just back to back to back. There's one month I remember I was going on vacation for two weeks. I went to Colombia with some of my friends, and I knew that I'm leaving in, like, week two. Yeah. So, the first half of the month, just crushed it. Mm. Put it on, like, you know, super mode. And I'm like, okay, I got to make sure that I sell so much that even when While I go off, they can't time, catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I come back, still won the month. Wow. Jeez. You know? So yeah. I'm like, okay, so this is working now, whatever, whatever. Eventually got to the point where my colleagues, the other yeah. sales guys, number two and number three, they quit the competition. They told my manager, they're like, I don't even want to participate anymore. Like this guy's going to win. Can't, every single we can't beat this guy. Yeah. Like we're not yeah. going to beat this guy. Like I don't even <laughs> want to participate anymore. Do you get commission and stuff on them as well? Yeah. So okay, okay. every insole that I sold, I got $2 spiff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every okay. lace I sold, I got 50 cents. So yeah. it was minor stuff, yeah. but I was racking up extra money compared to my colleagues. Right. Mm. So now looking back at it, we were getting paid like $14 an hour. And then I take home another four to five hundred dollars and all these upsells. Not bad, bro. So it's not a lot of money, yeah. but like you start to understand that my performance mm-hmm. can impact my paycheck. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the things that I'm doing, yes, I can make more money. I have yeah, more yeah. potential. I started to see what sales could do for me, yeah, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's unlimited potential there. Yeah. And obviously, like I think Warren Buffett says this, and, and like, you know, excuse me if I get this wrong, but he was like, it's not how hard you throw, it's the boat that you're in. Mm. so i just wasn't in the right boat at that time yeah, yeah, i was right rolling vehicle. very very hard yeah but the boat was just was not big enough yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's only yeah. going to get me so far right yeah, yeah. Like if i'm in a sailboat and i'm trying to go from here to like india or whatever it's going to take me a long time yeah, all yeah, of a sudden yeah. i get in a yacht <laughs> yeah i'm going to be there a lot faster yeah, so yeah. you can put that same effort in a yacht you're you're flying yeah right? you're yeah, yeah. right so yeah. when it got to the point where these guys quit the competition i'm like okay i, I can't do this anymore like yeah, they're yeah. not on the same level mentally as me and i need to get out of this There's you want to you, you, you want to yeah. be around other people like like-minded individuals exactly. too that are like i think like you're transitioning to the car sales yeah it's probably like just massive because it's like there's no salary behind it oh, no. I, yeah. I think you're on salary right now probably right Oh, my salary is minimal like it's all performance it's all performance yeah yeah so you have that so you need to actually work to get the paycheck exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah so at that time i had a conversation with my best friend he actually started his company recently too called cruzy it's an online driving school so okay. he's they're innovators in that space as nice. well but i had a conversation with him and he was like yeah you got to get out of here like you've outgrown yeah, this yeah, place yeah, yeah. you need to now like challenge yourself so i was like where can i go what can i do so car sales seemed like something that would be interesting so to me. Oh, you jump straight into car sales, car sales from there right? yeah i just yeah, made a decision yeah. one day i'm like you know i'm gonna do this i laugh about this but i studied the omvic book for like three months four months mm. and i went into the exam and on the day of the exam they're like oh yeah by the way it's an open book don't worry about it take your time <laughs> yo i'm like yeah. what are you kidding me like no this i just yeah. studied for it like it was like a university yeah, yeah i'm yeah. like you know well, at least you know more than the average person though. that's yeah, it yeah, but yeah. like for me the mentality that i have if i'm gonna do something yeah, i'm gonna yeah, do yeah. this 100 yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah, i'm not yeah, doing yeah. this half-ass like yeah, i'm gonna yeah, go yeah, at it yeah, right yeah. i get in there and i'm like i throw the book to the side i'm like keep my book i'm not i'm not using the book Jeez. so i just did the exam and it's very common sense stuff like very simple pass the exam whatever and then and I started taking my resume and going around dealership to dealership, handing it into them. And I started researching dealerships and yep. started to see like which dealership would provide the most volume, most opportunity for me and which OEM, which brand I want to work for. So I picked 
Parkway Honda actually. Wow. They had a lot of Google reviews. Mm. Seemed like they did volume and Honda. Of course, everyone buys everyone Honda. Buys Hondas, yeah. So I'm like, exactly. if I want to get into a place where <laughs> I mm. see opportunity for myself, this seems like the place. Mm. So I actually wrote out a cover letter explaining to the sales manager why he, why I think I'm a good fit for the company. Mm. And I went in one day, handed it to him. I asked him to speak to the manager. He didn't want to meet with me. Anyways, I gave it to them. They never called me back. Actually, no, I lied. They called me back like three weeks after I got hired at Mazda. But they never called me back during the time, right? In time. Yeah. They called me back in time. Yeah. So I handed out all my resumes to the top dealerships, like top OEMs. I've got one resume left. It's my day off. I'm on my way home. And um, Markham and Finch is where Agent Corps Mazda is at. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm just passing by there and I'm like, Mazda like I don't I don't know nothing about Mazda <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to work at Mazda yeah, yeah. so I'm like what well, you know I got one resume left I don't want to take this home with me let yeah. me just drop it off there okay. so stop the car get inside go to the reception like yeah I'm just I want to drop my resume off like very casually yeah nothing like oh you know what I'm, I need you, a job you weren't even trying I wasn't even trying like yeah, I didn't yeah, really yeah. like go in and present myself the like, best hey. things in life come like that it's like yeah. usually yeah. like that yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. never know right yeah, yeah. Yeah. so I give my resume and I'm, I'm literally walking out the door and she's like hey hey wait I'm like yeah and she's like, can you do an interview right now? And I'm like... Who uh, interviewed you? I used to work there too. Where? Oh, shit. Agent Agent Mazda? Mazda, yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When? I was with the body shop. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, For like man. a bit, like very, very little. Like, okay. was, like All the months. guys in the area have worked at that body shop, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, a lot course. of guys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Hiral, Hiral actually interviewed me. He's one of the Hiral, finance managers Hiral, there. Hiral? He's one of the finance managers there. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, she's like, yeah, can you interview? I'm like, ah. Oh, man you're really putting me on the spot i haven't prepared for it's so nothing yeah, like yeah. that so i'm like were sure. you like suited up at least or? yeah yeah 100 okay, okay, i would okay. recommend i have a lot of guys that come sometimes drop resumes off even come for interviews yeah and they don't dress well i'll tell you right now as a yeah. sales manager yeah. i am dropping you i'm throwing your resume in the yeah, garbage yeah, i'm yeah, not yeah. taking you seriously you're taking it as a joke for you're sure. taking it as a yeah, joke sure. right like yeah. if you don't come dressed to impress like i'm sorry but no one's taking you seriously in yeah. life 100 yeah. so right? you guys are looking to apply um take that oh yeah yeah so I, I yeah no i had my uh, student stuff on yeah. but i'm like okay sure let's do it yeah. puts me in the waiting room I'm, I'm like i'm sweating inside i'm like you know what's gonna happen here i'm not ready for this yeah uh first time and even in like a car dealership right so i have no idea what they're gonna ask me N- no idea what yeah. you know what to expect but anyways um the finance manager comes out i see him with a nice suit on he's got like ferragamo bell ferragamo shoes <laughs> i'm like all right this guy seems legit uh, it's gonna be a tough interview so he takes me into his office started asking me questions stuff like that and luckily it was stuff that like i had already read about or i was already training and stuff mm-hmm. it wasn't too hard for me to answer those questions um and then at the ending he asked me like the magical question that's like the movie question sell me this pen right? <laughs> oh shit Yo, yeah, i hated that yes. question he asked me the question. i couldn't sell the pen yeah really <laughs> yeah no i couldn't sell the pen but i could sell you the car so here's the <laughs> thing here's the thing with this sell me this pen yeah, question yeah, okay yeah. The, the guys that make them and I sometimes I throw this in my sales interviews as well when yeah, I'm, when I'm interviewing sales guys just for fun just, <laughs> yeah, just to yeah. see what they would say to me yeah, right yeah. the key to the question is you never want to sell the pen mm. if you want to be a good salesperson it's not about selling the pen you got to figure out qualify the customer first mm. and then use that information to create need for your product mm. right? how can you sell pen, how right? can you sell somebody something that they don't need yeah, right? yeah, you have yeah, to make yeah. them explain to you why they need it and then mm-hmm. tie it in together okay. right so that's yeah. what I did in the interview I was like, well, what do you do for a living? I don't see you have any nice pens here. Well, you know, what kind of contracts do you sign? This and that. And then started getting the conversation. I was like, well, that, you know, everything you said to me, this is the pen that does that for you. And uh, then sold it like that. Okay. And then he even made it harder for me. He hit me with objection. He's like, I got to talk to my wife. <laughs> and then I hit him back. And I'm like, wait, aren't you the senior financial services manager? He's like, yeah. I'm like, do you make most decisions in the company? He's like, yeah. Well, do you ask your wife every time? Oh, Closed. Yeah, Done. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. you're the only guy that I've asked this question to that answered it the way I wanted to. Jeez. Yeah. And then he was like, I'm going to hire you. 
but then he, he made me speak to the general manager and stuff and they hired me that day that's okay, crazy okay. that's crazy yeah nice. so how did you feel getting that job did you care or you were just like oh whatever? no i was super excited <laughs> okay, okay i was okay, stoked okay. Okay. i was yeah, stoked yeah. right it's a new opportunity for yeah, me yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm leaving the old life behind so this like, is your first dealership this is my right first yeah first interview first and he yeah, got yeah, yeah. It. first wow. interview uh, and and got the job there mm. so um yeah it was super exciting. I, it, I did not take it as a joke. Trust me. Yeah, like yeah, I went yeah. to the mall. I got all new clothes You're and trippy, everything. Eh? I was ready. I was like, I'm gonna come. Like I was, yeah, I was dressed yeah, as a yeah. sales manager on the first yeah, day. Yeah, They're yeah, like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. I'm looking at the other sales guys. They've got like normal dress shirts on and stuff like that. No yeah, tie, and I'm yeah. here with a full suit tie. You're making them look bad. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But my sales manager was like, No, I like that. You look like you're ready to work. Yeah. Let's yeah. get let's get to it. Right. For sure. mm-hmm. They could see that in you for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I was very excited, mm. and then started the journey at Agent Core Mazda. I broke the record for the most sales in the first month. It's been broken ever since now. Like there's mm-hmm. been more salespeople that have came and broken my record, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. sold like 12 cars in the first month, which is, is quite strong. That's that's really good, bro. It was good. Yeah, yeah, it was solid. Like for the first month, it was very solid. How, how were you generating leads? Or were they were they like were leads given to you or were you like reaching out to your so own? This is a topic that like I love to speak about. Yeah. They're very passionate about mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. So if in sales, the mm-hmm. most important thing is if you want to be a good and successful salesperson, you don't sit around and wait for things to happen. Never, mm-hmm. never, never, ever, never. ever. Yeah. You let you do that and you'll get depressed really quickly. You're not going to make sales. So I was always with the mindset that what am I doing? How am I being proactive? What seeds am I planting? Mm. Right? So I remember the first day, I remember this very vividly. I started at 9 a.m. and our shifts were 9 to 6, right? Shifts. There's no shifts in sales, but yeah, this is business, right? You just work. You just work, right? You leave when the work is yeah, done, exactly. right? Exactly. Like Kobe said, job's not done, yeah, right? Exactly, so, exactly. so 6 o'clock hits, I go to my manager. I'm like, okay, well, no, nice first day. Thanks for everything. I'm about to go home. He's like, what do you mean go home it's six o'clock what are you talking about I'm like doesn't my shift end at six he's like no he's like go to the service uh, <laughs> desk and grab the list of people that are coming tomorrow for service mm. i'm like okay so i grabbed the list he's like call these people and book an appointment for tomorrow for saying you're interested in buying their vehicle and do an appraisal for them tomorrow pitch them a new car mm. so i started doing that started calling everybody that had their service appointment tomorrow it's like oh you're coming in for service tomorrow thank you so much for servicing your vehicle with agent core mazda i see you have a beautiful 2018 6x5 you know we don't have too many on our pre-owned lot right now i'd love to look at it appraise it i think i can get you great value for it and start the conversation there mm-hmm. right and you're actually providing them value too because yeah. you're getting them in, into you're a, get them a new whip. car yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe even same monthly payments well or not, that's the, the tough part that's it, yeah. it's never the same monthly it's never payment. the same cars but are more and more expensive you know, cars yeah. are getting more and more expensive yeah. right yeah. and at that time the market was how it is normally mm-hmm. always negative equity if you guys don't know what that means that means the car is worth less than what they owe to the bank which is always the case. Oh, yeah, of course. Cars, depreci- yeah, yeah, yeah. cars are depreciating a lot faster than pe- yeah. people paying off their loan. Mm-hmm. Yes, the market is way different right now, but we're in a crazy time. But in a normal time, cars depreciate a lot faster. Yeah. So yeah. you have negative equity. Mm-hmm. So I'm working with that. This is my first time in car sales too. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. even know anything. But the finance And things, even yeah. on top of that, I have no idea what Mazdas are. When I first started, believe it or not, all I knew was a Mazda 3. Mm. I did not know what a CX-5 was. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what a CX-5 I knew nothing. Mm. Nothing about the lineup. Like Started almost like a blank slate. Blank slate. Okay. I had to learn the product. I had to learn like the processes. Mm. I just had that raw sales skill and yeah. how to talk to people, how to communicate. Yeah. The reason why I was able to be so successful so fast is because I had a good mentor. Mm. Hiral Shah, the finance manager over there, 
he in- invested in me. He took his time, stayed late with me. We used to stay till 12 o'clock at nighttime. Jeez. He used to be training me. like Because you saw the drive in me, right? Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. one thing about like if you've got a good mentor, he's going to try his best with you. But yeah. the student has to be hungry. Exactly. The student yeah. has to be ready to put in the work. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you both feed off each other's energy. Mm-hmm. right? So he saw my energy. He's like, mm-hmm. this guy wants to succeed. He wants. And, and, and if you show that you don't really care, then he's not going to care about he's you either. Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the guy makes a lot of money. He's mm-hmm. already established. Yeah. Yeah. Why would he take time out of his day to mm-hmm. invest in me? But he yeah. saw that. He's like, you know, if I invest in this guy, it's going to pay dividends. Yeah. And then eventually yeah, yeah, yeah. it did. Right? And it's also like fulfillment yeah. and stuff too. Yeah, like 100%. once you start making like a decent amount, like once you start making like a set amount of money, like yeah. you start looking you for like, it's not yeah. all, all about the money and stuff. Yeah, you have yeah, that, yeah. He taught me that. Yeah. He taught me that. I didn't really understand that concept before because I wasn't in leadership positions yeah. in, in a job before, mm-hmm. but he taught me that. The guy used to do small things which go a long way now. He used to buy us lunch once in a while. Yeah. He'd take me out, you know, for my birthday, get me a present. Wow. And when I got married, he gave me a huge present. Wow. You know, he wow. didn't have to do all these things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But he really invested taught me like you know the ins and outs of the industry mm-hmm. and that really accelerated my growth i think mm. the key there is like is just he saw that potential in you right yeah. like most people they'll see guys come in and go come in and go but when they see that guy with the potential they yeah, will invest yeah, yeah. In it, yeah. Right? yeah so yeah. one thing in all sales mm-hmm. but especially in the car industry mm-hmm. there's no set training yeah there's no like onboarding process <laughs> yeah. you get put on the floor and it's sink or swim yeah mm-hmm. yeah you're all it's like real estate yeah that's yeah. what it is yeah. right like yeah. here you go there's a desk there's a phone Go sell figure some cars. Out, yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. Go sell some cars. Wow. There's no onboarding. There's no nothing like that. Right? Every dealership's like that. Every dealership. Like there's there are some groups where like they have a little more structure. Training, but for yeah. the most part, like now that I'm like more into the industry, I know like there's really nothing. Is that how you do your onboarding as well? Or so it's different at Audi. We really only hire people, and I want to say 100 percent of the time, but 80 percent of the time I'd say experience. we hire people that have experience yeah, yeah, with them because yeah. it's a different brand. The clientele are different. Yeah, the standards yeah. are much yeah, much exactly. higher. Yeah. So before when I first joined. Audi I was like you know what I'll give people shots that haven't been in industry before because that was me but now understanding it like even I probably would fail or I don't want to say fail, but maybe I wouldn't do as well, especially as fast, mm-hmm. if I jumped into a luxury automotive dealership mm-hmm. because it's so much tougher. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. so much more. It's more service based. It's service based, but the complexities of the business is at a different level. Really, uh, like okay. the programs and understanding the the models and think about it, right? Like a Mazda three, you've got a Mazda three, you've got a GX, GS, and GT. The street trim levels, and that's it. But for like a Q5, like you've got the comfort progressive <laughs> technique, then you've yeah, got yeah. this option, that option, you can add that on, this package. It's a lot more complex. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. take all of that in as a new sales rep, learning the processes as well. It's just too much. Mm. Yeah. So that's the difference there. Okay. The way he invested in me, I got to give it to him. I put in the work as well, yeah. but the guy really took his time to show me the ropes and just work with me, right? That's so, a sick guy, bro. Did you ask him for help too? Like, did you go out of your way to ask time. him? Okay, all okay, the okay, time. All the time. If you want to be successful, you got to ask for you help. You got to ask questions. You got to always be curious, right? If you don't understand anything, don't feel like you're going to be dumb. Yeah. Don't feel like people are going to look at you like, you're oh, dumb if you don't ask the question. Exactly. Yeah. That's a, that's where people make the mistake, <laughs> yeah. right? So I was like, I'm going to be curious. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Anytime I didn't understand anything, sometimes I even went overboard where you have to be like, chill, stop. Like you're too new for this. Don't worry take about it, this right now. Just take it easy. Yeah, 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 one yeah. step at a time. Mm-hmm. But I, anytime I didn't understand anything, I'm like, hey, I saw that you did that back there with our customer. Like, what was that? Like, mm-hmm. tell mm-hmm. me about that, you know? And then he started teaching me. He started to see like I was curious. Mm-hmm. And then he invested in me, invested yeah, in me. Yeah, yeah. And then it just started to compound, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Jeez, bro. Like, I feel like I, I don't think I've met many sales guys with as much hunger as you, bro. Yeah, yeah, Seriously. Yeah, yeah, like no, that, actually, I think yeah. that's what 
attest to all that success that you've had, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're more structured too than the like the like. I I've never sat down with a, the a car salesman that's as structured as you. Yeah, like you you're know? in sales yeah. too. You yeah, can yeah, 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 a lot yeah, too, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, you have to be structured, right? But yeah. I mean, the the biggest point that you brought up, yep. the X factor is hunger mm. in sales. Mm-hmm. So I tell my sales guys too before I've given them the speech before being in sales is like we're lions in the savannah. Yeah. You don't hunt that yeah. day, you're not eating. You're not eating, not yeah. Eating, right? Yeah. So however much you want to eat, how big you want to get, you got to hunt, man. Depends mm-hmm. on what you right? catch that mm-hmm. day. Exactly. And yeah. if you get comfortable, the other guy is going to take your lunch. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. If you're sleeping too much because you got too full the other day and now you think like, you know, you've ate enough. Oh, you're going to get your territory taken. You're going to get your lunch ate. So that hunger, that passion to keep going, mm. you got to keep that. Oh, yeah. You got to mm. keep oh, yeah. that inside mm. you. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I, I'd want to say mm-hmm. now that that word came up. Yeah. This book, I'd say, probably changed my life. Mm. And I'm really bad at remembering authors' names, but everybody's got to read this book. It's called The Compound Effect. Mm. Right? If you haven't read that book, if you haven't read that book, go read that book, The Compound Effect. Just basic principle of life, how to compound small, small wins and get them into a snowball effect. I'm going to add that to my Amazon list. Yeah, (laughs) add that, man. Add that. If you you haven't read that, it's a must read. Mm, Must read. If you really apply those principles taught in that book, Mm -hmm. your life will change drastically. It did that for me. Like legitimately, all I started to focus on was the next small win Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden started to snowball. snowball, At what point in your career did you you read that one? That one I actually read even before I started Mr. Safety Shoes. Oh, okay. Yeah. By Darren. Early on. Yes. Darren Hardy, right? Yes. By Darren Hardy. They teach a concept in that called the big mo, which is momentum, Mm. right? Once you have momentum on your side, you guys know how it is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. If you look Let's at a freight rolling. train, yeah. it's so yeah, big, yeah. it's so massive. It's very hard to get it moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once yeah. that thing is moving, it's crushing yeah, every yeah, yeah. referrals and, and this oh. and that. Jeez, yeah. I love it's that. Cr- I love that. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, I'm not even talking about just sales. Yeah. Mm. Because I think one of the things that's really helped me out in, in becoming a really good you know, sales professional and being good in my career, advancing mm-hmm. so fast, is I don't really just focus on the career part of things yeah. or sales part of things. I'm looking at it as a holistic point of view. How can I be better as a person yeah. as a human being yeah. right mm-hmm. taking care of all the other aspects of my life i teach this to my sales guys all the time you got to take care of yourself first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you don't take care of yourself you're going to crash and burn yeah because in sales if you really think about it like you are one of the primary assets right like yeah. you know, people are going to come in the car is going to sell itself for the most part yeah but like the way you deliver that experience and like you know just the way you make the client feel is what's yeah. going to make them come back you're representing that car exactly. for that moment you're creating like a marriage 100 mm-hmm. yeah, you're creating yeah. an experience right exactly so what i tell them is like you're a professional right these people are coming in to, especially now at audi yeah. it's a whole different experience you got to think about it some of these people are coming in it's their first luxury vehicle it's a big deal in your life mm. spending 60 70 80 100 thousand dollars on a car oh, yeah. not everybody can do that yeah, yeah, it's bro. tough yeah. it's it, you worked hard to get yeah, to that level yeah, yeah. so you, like people coming into the dealership they expect a certain level of like prestige service yeah. and experience yeah. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i'm like you know if you if you buy a, a, a ticket to go watch like lebron james or kobe bryant you're expecting a top a tier performance. Yeah, you're expecting yeah, yeah. a show. Yeah. So when these people come into the dealership, you got to put on a show. Yeah. yeah Don't yeah. let whatever's going on in your personal life, you know, affect this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you're doing them injustice. Exactly. They're paying top dollar. When they come through that door, get ready 
to give them the best you've got. They could be at any luxury dealership. They came here today. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So if you don't leave that impression, you don't give them that experience, like, I'm sorry, but it's not going to cut it. Mm-hmm. The, com- the competition is tough. Mm-hmm. So you better be ready, right? Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is you got to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to do the right things to mm-hmm. advance yourself, you yeah. know, make yourself a better human being, yeah. Yeah. You know, advance as a person. Personal, yeah. devel- personal yeah. development is huge. Yeah. Eat yeah. good, yeah. sleep good. Like obviously, if yeah. you're not sleeping on time, you're going to wake up, go to the dealership. <laughs> your eyes are going to be, you know what I mean? It's all important things, bro. Yeah. Think about it. Like you, you go to sleep late because you were out partying last night. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you miss your alarm. You know, you snooze, snooze, snooze. You wake up. You wake up in an anxious state. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm running late for work. Yeah. I'm rushing this and that. You quickly put on your suit. You don't look your best, right? Mm. Now you're in the car. Now you're rushing to work. You might get a traffic. You might get a, a you know a speeding ticket. Mm. Now you feel even worse. <laughs> now you're after work ten minutes late. Your sales manager gives you a hard time. Do you think you're gonna have the best day possible that yeah. day? Yeah. No, you, you're not. You're still catching up. You're still you're catching st- up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, you're still, still waking ca- up. You're still catching up, right? Mm. So the one thing that's really helped me, which I've locked in now, is a morning routine. Mm. You don't have a morning routine. You're not living your best life. Oh, What's yeah. your morning routine? Why'd you share your morning routine? So this has taken me a while yeah, to really yeah, yeah. develop. Yeah, everyone's morning yeah. routine is going to be different, different. but there's yeah. a basic core principle. Yeah. What are yours? This has taken me a while. I've really refined this over the last couple of years. Nice. I think now I've got it down to like a T, you know? Mm-hmm. So alarm goes off at 5.50 in the morning. People always ask me, it's a weird time to wake up, but I've calculated exactly how much time it takes <laughs> to do things. Yeah. 5.50, I've got to get up. Mm-hmm. 5.50, I get up. You don't touch your phone. Now, do not touch your phone. You touch your phone first thing in the morning, you're allowing yourself to get exposed to any negative thing, any mm-hmm. outside source. Yeah. You don't know how that's going to impact you. Mm-hmm. So just hit the alarm off, put it aside, go straight to the washroom mm-hmm. and something cold right in your face. Water, obviously, right? Yeah. So uh, one of the guys that I listened to, if you guys don't know him, Ed Milet. Oh, yeah, 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 Ed Milet. Love Ed Milet. Yeah, yeah. He's sick. But uh, he actually lives on Laguna Beach in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he jumps right into the ocean. Yeah. Which sometimes, is, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, yeah. A, that's a goal. That's a dream of mine one day, that's right? To wake yeah, up yeah, and yeah. jump into the cold ocean. It shocks your nervous system, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Makes you wake up. Mm-hmm. If you wake up in the morning and you're tired and you take some cold, cold water oh, and splash right in between yeah. your eyes, you're not going back to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. After a while, it hurts good. Mm. Oh, it hurts yeah. amazing. You hurt, but in, in, in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you enjoy the pain. Yeah, right? yeah. So <laughs> I'll, I'll wake myself up like that. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll go downstairs and uh, I'll take some pre-workout mm. and just get get the day good started. Good old pre-workout. Good old pre-workout. Nice. Best pre-workout right now, altered state. Really? Altered okay. state. So you got to try okay. it. Okay. Really okay. good. Yeah. Okay. So take the pre-workout and then I'll go and pray. All right. Start the day off. Make a prayer in the morning. And praying uh, is a huge bro. Huge. It's like yeah. it's praying, yeah. meditating, you're still talking to it's the creator. You know? exactly. yeah, yeah. It, it it really like brings everything together. It yeah, makes you feel yeah, at yeah, peace, yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. And, and and part of it as well in life is spiritual, right? Yes. That's one part yeah. that you have to take care of. Exactly. Like physically, it's massive, yeah. Mentally, spiritually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta all check off all the boxes. It kinda puts you on autopilot. It does. Yeah, it, it does. You kinda put you on autopilot, you know. And the mm-hmm. the yeah. biggest thing about praying is what you gotta do is not ask for too much first. The first thing I do is give gratitude. Yeah. And just remind exactly. myself of all the things that I'm grateful for. Because yeah. anything could be happening, but we're blessed, man. Yes. We're super blessed. Yes. We're, yeah, we're yeah. in Canada. Mm. We've got great families. We shelter. We've got a food. Food. Yeah. 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 Like these small things. If you don't remind yourself of these small things, then the small things will start to bother you. Mm. Right. So you really got to be grateful for this stuff and attract more to your life. So I'll just talk about first the things that I'm grateful for and then pray for the things that I want. Mm. Right. Put that into the universe yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm grateful for the things that I have, mm-hmm. but I also want to improve. I want to mm-hmm. get better every yeah. single day. Right. Mm-hmm. Do all that. And then this is something that I knew that I've started, but it's really helped. I'll shut my eyes and I'll talk to my myself and I'll say, like, now I'm in control of my brain. Mm. Anything that happens to me during this day, 
I'm going to be the one that controls how I react to it. Yeah. Get my brain locked in, focused. Because so many distractions in our day to day. Yo, there right? is, bro. Like social media. Yeah. This app, know, that app. This, yeah, and like negative news coming and this and that. So many problems. Mm-hmm. So like lock in, center myself, go to the washroom one more time, and then I hit the gym. Oh, and okay. I've, I've got yeah. a gym inside my house. Nice. Um, built a home gym. So yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got so, everything in yeah, there, yeah. so I don't really need to go anymore. Yeah. It's super clutch. Are you still working out from home, or do you? Do you, have you I'm working, working out from home. Up? I don't have a time in the morning because mm. my drive to work and stuff it takes a while too. Yeah, so yeah. I'll go work out in the morning, get a solid hour to hour fifteen minutes, and then hit the shower, get ready for work, hit the road by eight twenty five, and and drive to work. And when I'm first starting off in the gym, I'll listen to five to ten minutes of some sort of like motivational video, mm. positive talk stuff like that people think it's corny but at the end of the no, day it works bro you've got to yeah. condition your mind mm-hmm. whatever you're inputting into the mind is what's going to be output later on mm-hmm. right so i'm conditioning my mind every single day no matter what happened yesterday today's a new day reset you got to be proactive you got to be hungry you got to mm-hmm. stay motivated it's tough to be motivated man. Oh, yeah. consistently like, too right? consistently there's yeah. going to be days where you're going to feel like oh i don't want to go in today but yeah wanna, there's yeah. gonna be days when even if you wake up and do all those things you're still going to feel like shit exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. so i'm conditioning my mind right there even waking up that early in the morning mm. and working out is a challenge i'm not gonna lie it's <laughs> tough yeah right like now i've gotten the rhythm of it so it gets a bit easier mm-hmm. yeah. compound effect yeah but <laughs> it's still tough yeah. mm-hmm. it's still tough so i'll wake up and i'll, I'll listen to that puts me in a good mood mm. and then as i'm working out i used to listen to music i don't do that anymore mm. now i'll listen to a podcast yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah, okay. yeah. i listen to a podcast so the podcast that what I kind love. of podcast you listen to so i love impact theory Tom yeah, yeah, Tom Billy, oh yeah. man that's an amazing podcast yeah, yeah. at my lead of course okay. right those are the two main ones that i've been listening to recently but anything anything that's really good right okay, okay. Uh, i'll listen to random talks like there's this guy at remit city he gave a talk to oh, yeah, google yeah. employees yeah, 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 yeah. right i listen to stuff like that he's like the finance guy yeah he's yeah, a finance yeah, yeah. guy i listen to patrick by david from time oh, to time yeah. uh, minority mindset jasper yeah, saying yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. so whatever's out there that's good content i'll just listen to that like listen about like what's going on in the world mm. um and just how to get better in life mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. things that i'm focusing on like skills like sales negotiation leadership bro it all, and it all adds up it all adds, it all up. adds up it's, yeah. it's a lifestyle what yeah, people don't understand li- yeah, this is a lifestyle this is a path you've chosen and it all <laughs> ties in together right yeah. like if you think about it all these guys that i'm listening to they do all this stuff too they have good relationships with their wives with their mothers with their kids yeah. with their friends they're also good business leaders mm. they also do the good habits like exactly. you know, eating good routine everything exactly right? like yeah, these yeah, are, yeah. i've learned these things from listening to mm-hmm. these podcasts and mm-hmm. these influencers right it's all about who you're listening to and, and how that's going to impact you mm-hmm. so yeah those are the ones that i'm listening to in the morning nice. get the workout in and then shower and get ready for work mm. and so taking how much he's done from just like 5:50 to like 8:30. Mm. See like that's that's what it takes, you know. And, and I mean? you yeah. can't get distracted during do those things. You got to no. stay you, you got to be strict on that schedule too. You got I got to be strict on the schedule and my wife knows this. Mm. I miss 1 minute, it throws everything off. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it also teaches me how to live with urgency. Mm. Right? I got to keep moving forward. I can't rest too long in my workout otherwise I won't be able to complete the entire workout. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm. things like that. And so what, once you do it so many times it gets so calculated. It gets right? very calculated. Yeah, yeah, what time yeah, do you go to yeah. sleep? I go to sleep at 12 o'clock. 12 okay, o'clock. okay. Yeah, okay. I go to sleep at 12 o'clock. So you get five hours of sleep. Five, five hours. Six hours. Yeah, five Just o- under six. Yeah. Just under six. Uh, some days, I won't lie, midweek, I get tired. Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah, very... Yeah. In the morning, after that kind of routine, mm-hmm. oh, you're feeling like a beast. You're ready mm-hmm. to go. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. we were speaking about this before the camera turned on. When you get into work, I'm looking at some of my colleagues. It's they're walking in up. like zombie. Like, oh, I need a coffee. I'm still waking up. And I'm just like, like, fired up. I'm like, ready to go. I'm like, attack mode, you know? And they're like, whoa, this guy is like... Who is this guy? Yeah, next energy. I'm in the sales meeting in the morning with my guys yeah. i'm just trying to pump them up and fire yeah, them up yeah, like, yeah. 
what did you listen to today yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so um that's key mm. but then at like yeah. maybe three four five o'clock i start to like come down sure. a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. it's you natural know? right it's natural yeah. Yeah. you're yeah. up since six and you, you put in all those hours right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's only yeah, so. 12 hours deep yeah yeah exactly yeah. so um yeah but i go to sleep at 12 o'clock get six hours of sleep on sundays i'll sleep a little bit i'll sleep in a little bit yeah. so i'll wake up and maybe you like have one day to sleep in. You, yeah, yeah you need to you need to i learned this from uh 50 cent has a good book too also harder also smarter wow yeah listen to that love 50 cent by the way he's a hustler man no matter what you say about that guy he is a hustler he's been hustling he's been hustling he never allowed himself to come down right he's always on the next teaching the next win too exactly so he said back in the days get rich or die trying there you go exactly can't forget that one that's a good workout uh good oh yeah oh you listen to that yeah listen to what up gangsta in the morning yeah crushing those weights 100 many men used to be my alarm clock so really yeah guys waking up with the glock beside his bed but yeah he said that in his book he's like you know like five six days go hard one day sleep in a little bit allow your body to reset yeah and then get at get it again the next week is there a reason you you sleep so late like what are you doing at the night time i'll be honest i sometimes don't get home till 10 p.m yeah okay so working all day working all day even if i get into the office at 9 a.m i won't be finished until 8 8 30 9 o'clock and then drive home takes another 35 minutes Sometimes I get home like by nine o'clock, but never earlier than that. But yeah, mm. think about it. You're getting home at nine ten, and you gotta fit in all these other things in those little times. So that makes yeah, sense. getting home at nine ten. And you're, and you're really efficient, bro. Holy shit! It's hard, man. It's Jeez. definitely mm. tough. And then the biggest thing is now that I'm married, coming mm. home, mm-hmm. and I was at my friend's wedding the other day, and, and one of the imams, the priest, he said mm. this. He's like, it's on the husband when no matter what he goes through during the day. When he comes home, you've got to be able to manage your energy. Yes. You yeah. don't bring home any of the stuff from work yeah, back yeah, home, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You need to be there for your for your family. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So even doing that, being mentally aware and just, you know, present at that mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and be able mm-hmm. to give to my family, that's also a challenge. That's a, yeah. another new challenge. That's another you, challenge. You still got to maintain your energy and still be present. Because like right now, I live alone. So I, after I'm done, yeah. like once I'm burnt out, yeah. I come home and like I shut off. Yeah. Like I'm off. But yeah. like you can't do that. I can't yeah, do that. Yeah. You got to stay on. You got to stay yeah. on yeah yeah, yeah. And, and there's days where i just want to come home and do nothing yeah. right yeah but um yeah my wife is is great like mm-hmm. she's yeah. very understanding yeah. she helps me out she supports me and through, through all she's that she's actually well. here right now yeah she's here <laughs> right now shout out fizza <laughs> love you um but yeah just being there being present for your family as well my mom too my mom lives with us as well yeah i don't get to see her as much as well mm-hmm. so doing that so by the time i'm done like yeah i'm going home to sleep at 12 o'clock mm, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, sense that makes yeah. sense okay, yeah. okay. wake up the next morning yeah, do it yeah, again. yeah how is automotive sales different from typical retail sales is there any difference at all and what skills do you think are essential to succeeding in automotive skills good question <laughs> i i don't think that uh like the way i look at it my mm-hmm. perspective on it is sales to sales, sales right sales, it yeah. doesn't really matter yeah. what you're selling of course mm-hmm. there's going to be certain things to every single industry yeah. where it's is different to that like product knowledge little, little and minor, minor things, yeah right? minor things that you're going to have to know the ins and outs of the industry mm-hmm. but at the end of it the core of it sales is sales there's mm-hmm. basic things that you need to know there's mm-hmm. core skills that you have to have mm-hmm. so to answer your question actually somebody dm me about this the other day and, mm-hmm. and i get these questions a lot oh, yeah. people ask me all the time like you know what i'm, I'm thinking about getting into sale i don't know if it's for me uh, whatever have you so if i'm going to answer the question as what i think the three main skills are it, to be successful in sales the first thing i'd say is communication mm-hmm. you gotta be a good communicator yeah right mm-hmm. and what people don't understand is communication is not just being able to speak or talk you gotta be able to listen to mm-hmm. that's a huge part of communication yeah. and make those matches and like you know 
really figure out who is in front of you and yes. you're you're a matchmaker pretty exactly. much. Yeah. To be a salesperson mm-hmm. is to be a consultant. Yes. You yeah. need to be able to qualify your clients big. If mm-hmm. you can't do that, if you cannot understand what the pain points are of your clients, what problems they're looking to solve, you cannot find a solution for them. Mm-hmm. The best salespeople in the world are solution-oriented people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're problem solvers. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. that's what creates value in the marketplace. When you're able to solve problems for people, mm-hmm. okay. they're going to pay you any money that you ask them to as long as you can solve their problem. Right? Okay. So communication is one of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. Being able to speak, being able to present, but also effectively listen and then use the information that people are giving you to provide them with a solution that's tied to your product. Right? Okay. Okay. The second thing I would say is coachability and curiosity. Right, Mm -hmm. so you need to be able to be coachable. If you think if you're that type of guy that thinks, oh, I know everything and this and that, you're not going to be able to excel. Right, Mm -hmm. you need to be. You stay right there. You stay right there. You'll get to a certain level, but you'll peak at that level. Mm -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. there's always somebody that knows more than you. Mm -hmm. So you got to be able to Mm -hmm. actively seek that information. And when you get feedback, you got to be able to understand. It's just constructive feedback. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Take it in a positive way. I think Mm -hmm. that really helped me out. I was Mm -hmm. always open. I saw some of my colleagues who started off at the same time as me, but just didn't excel as fast because anytime they were given feedback, mm-hmm. they didn't take it in a positive yeah, way. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. this guy's trying to tell me what to do and shit. They get <laughs> defensive very fast. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? yeah. This guy's trying to break me down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? They're yeah, like, yeah. no, 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 I did it right. No, don't do that. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Like, yes, you may have done it right. Other yeah. person might be wrong, but yeah. always listen to what they say. How could I have done it better? How could I have done it better, yeah. right? And yeah. just try to listen to what they're saying. You may not agree with everything the person is saying, but take some points from it, mm-hmm. right? Improve your game. We can mm-hmm. always get better, all of us, sure. right? There's no one that gets to a level where you're exactly. like, I can't get any better. Exactly. If no you get to that level, or what, what level you're at. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You're a professional athlete, you know, you run a restaurant, you're a business owner, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what craft you're in, you can always get better. Yeah. So being able to be coachable, and I'll tie that into curiosity as well. Mm. The best guys in sales are the guys that are curious. Mm. They're asking the most questions. Yes. They want to yes. know. Mm-hmm. They want to learn more. They want to get better. Mm-hmm. They want to look at other people and say, hey, that guy did that pretty well. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I do that well too, mm-hmm. but I could improve in this, mm-hmm. right? Let me go find out what he does. Mm-hmm. Let me go read this book. Let me, f- let me keep up to date with the newest software, technologies, information on the market. Mm-hmm. They're curious. It kind of ties into the hunger a little bit too there. That's the last point. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see, he's thinking before yeah, I am. Yeah, 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 he's ahead yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah. last point yeah. is hunger. Mm. It comes simply down to hunger. I remember mm. when the interview at Mazda, the yeah. GM asked me this question. Mm-hmm. He's like, what do you think separates two salespeople, right? They've got the same set of skills, mm-hmm. you know, same background, you know, they've got some experience and all that. What do you think separates them? And at that time, like I had already went through like two hours of interviewing. So I was like stumbled. Out, ah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it was like, comes down to the hunger. Mm-hmm. There's going to be one guy who's, who's going to look at time. It's going to be six o'clock. I got to go to a party. I got to go do this. I got to do that. And there's another guy who's staying back at the office, making those extra calls, you know, booking those appointments, you know, generating more leads. It's the hunger that separates people mm-hmm. at the end of the day, right? Okay. Especially in sales, like you can make unlimited amounts of money. People know that, right? No matter your car sales and real estate, tech sales, insurance sales, doesn't matter. Most of the guys that are doing well in sales, they're making six figures plus, oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. And a lot of people get complacent. But how do you break past that barrier? It comes down to the hunger. Mm-hmm. The guys are at the top of the industry. They never get complacent. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. always they're, they're happy. You have to be grateful for what you've accomplished mm-hmm. and where you are, mm-hmm. but you're always hungry for the next level. No There's a to, you know? really really great interview, and mm-hmm. I would recommend everybody to go watch this interview. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Ed Milet and mm-hmm. Tim Grover. 
Tim Grover is was Michael mm, Jordan's Michael coach. Jordan's coach, yeah. Michael Jordan's coach. Is, he has is, a book too. He has got a book as yeah, well, Unstoppable. Yeah. He has two. I think it's Relentless. Yes, Relentless is yeah, one of them. Yeah. And then I think then, yeah. Unstoppable, Unbreakable is the other one. Yeah, I'm getting the name yeah, wrong. Yeah. I haven't read the book, but yeah. but this interview you got to watch it. Mm. Okay. But he talks about this. He's like, what separated Kobe was he was always chasing the next win. Mm. Right, mm. he was happy with where he was at. He was happy with what he accomplished, but he was always chasing the next mm-hmm. win mm-hmm. until he died. You know, rest mm. in peace, Kobe. Yeah. Favorite basketball rest player of all Kobe, time. Yeah. yeah, you know, I got a lot of the mindset stuff from him as mm, well. Right? If sure. you think about mm. it, that oh, guy yeah. was a worker. Yeah, he was yeah. in the gi- the hunger again. Comes yeah. down to the hunger. Exactly. Yeah. This guy was hungry, but like he enjoyed it though. Like he, he enjoyed is. like the yeah. smell of the basketball. Oh and all man, yeah. they talk about competitive nature. This guy was a beast. That was a machine, bro. So it separated. That's what separated people right mm. like he used to talk about all the time he's like oh i'm in the off season yeah and i'm talking to the like the Dwayne wades and the chris boshes and the carmelo anthony's of the world and they're going on a vacation together bora yeah, bora yeah, and this yeah. and that what's he doing he's, he's in the gym. Yeah. gym yeah he's in the gym mm-hmm. he's conditioning he's getting ready for next season right mm-hmm. is that a hunger that separates the people when you oh, get yeah. to a certain level everyone's going to be you know having a good education or you know certain skill set they, they know what they're doing but that hunger is what really separates people. Mentality. Oh, yeah. Mentality is what separates people, mm-hmm. right? Why is the lion the king of the jungle? Mm-hmm. He's not the biggest. Mm-hmm. He's not the fastest. Yeah. He's not the smartest. Because he knows he is. He, he's, he's a killer. You know he's what I mean? Killer, yeah. His mentality is what separates yeah, a lion. Yeah. He, when he walks into the room, yeah. everybody he, knows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, so he doesn't even say he's a lion. He <laughs> yeah. need to say. So yeah. the three things, again, just to recap, yeah. it would be communication, mm-hmm. the curiosity and coachability, and then hunger. Okay, All right, nice. those are the three main skills like what i would say yeah. from my perspective to be successful in sales do you talk to us a little bit about how you were able to take the mazda dealership from uh, the 20th place to to fifth place <clears throat> you know he does that at, like every dealership he goes yeah, to bro yeah, like yeah. it's crazy yeah. yeah yeah i mean so at mazda again it's, it all comes down to the core principles right in sales and i shared my mentality with the guys there and we're able mm-hmm. to build a culture there yeah it's, it's not only me like I, I can't do it alone never yeah, it's, yeah. it's the entire team but as a leader over there you have to instill a certain mindset mm-hmm. a certain culture so what we were really able to do at mazda was build a culture of being proactive okay. planting a lot of seeds mm-hmm. going after business mm-hmm. right yeah. A lot of salespeople and a lot of people in the industry, they'll sit down and wait for things to happen. So some of the bigger dealerships, when things got slow, they're like, oh, it's okay. Sales will pick back up. You know, customers will come in. We were at a tough spot. If anybody knows where Markham and Finch is, that intersection is dead. Yeah. There is There's nothing, nothing there. around there. Yeah. There is just, nothing yeah, around yeah, there. Yeah. There's no traffic. Yeah. There's People no are mall. just driving by. They They're just stop. driving by. They don't stop. Right? Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. didn't have the luxury of having foot traffic at that dealership. Okay. Everything we did was proactive. Mm. Mm. I, my guys would hit the phone and be on the phone all day. They would be in the service drive all day. So we were able to build something called a DOR, mm-hmm. a daily operating rhythm for them. Right. Mm. And sales is very key. You got to understand if you're again i said this at the starting as well but if you're stagnant if you're complacent if you're waiting for things to happen they're not going to happen mm-hmm. so we taught them like what are some areas where you can focus on and make sure that you do this complete these tasks every single day generate activity which will lead to sales mm-hmm. so for them it was like make one facebook marketplace post one day post a used car over there make an instagram post per day tell the community who you are which dealership do you work for what things do you have to offer right and then reach out to two service drive clients per day, two people that are servicing their vehicle at the dealership that day, go and speak to them, go and reach out to them. Say that, yo, I'm Saad, I'm one of the salespeople over here. You know, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for doing business with Agent Core Mazda. You've got a beautiful 2018, 2019, 2020, and I think we can get you a really good value for it. And I've got some really good options for you for a new car. You might have to have a seat with me and take a look at them. So you're not gonna get everybody like that. Yeah. We all know, sales mm-hmm. is a numbers game, right? It is. 
But you reach out to 10 people, I guarantee you one person's going to come back yeah. and be like, exactly. what do you have to offer? Mm-hmm. You know, I've got 10 minutes. Yeah. Let's yeah. listen to what you've got. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you sold a car. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's the culture we built there. Like, we don't wait for things to happen. Mm-hmm. We're proactive. Mm-hmm. We're planting seeds. Okay. And those seeds are going to harvest one day. Oh, yeah. So while everybody else was sitting around waiting for things to happen, these guys were making things happen. Now, the new sales manager over there, his name is Tony. But this guy did something at the dealership when I was there. I've never seen this before. We have a system where it's all of our database customers. He called a customer on a Friday. I remember this vividly. It was a Friday. Sales were a bit slow. It was like Mm. December. Like, Tony, I need some sales, man. Like, you're my top guy. Like, get me a sale. Do something for me. He's like, okay, I got you. Goes on the system. He calls a customer driving a 2019 CX-5. Brings her in on her lunch break. And in one hour lunch break, sold her a new car. Wow. Jeez. Think about it. If you think about it, this person woke up that day thinking it was a normal day. I'm going to work. I'm going to come home. Everything's going to be fine. And because the efforts of one individual being proactive, she bought a new car that day. Mm. That's the power of having a proactive mindset. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So these guys like had that mindset every single day. I'm going to put the best foot forward. I'm going to plant seeds. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, all those seeds, like some of them will die, mm-hmm. but some of them will harvest. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. how we were able to grow that dealership, mm-hmm. really put it on the map, top five dealership eventually uh, in the Mazda world, which is really successful for us. Mm-hmm. If everybody knows that dealership is a tough dealership to work at, okay. right? Because of the geographical location, mm-hmm. doesn't do as much volume historically. So it was really big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're really proud of everything we're able to accomplish over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You built up these uh, dealerships during the pandemic. Yeah. So... How did you like kind of like pivot during that period? Like, what what were you doing differently than everybody else? Because like, I think I think everybody else is just kind of just waiting for somebody else to kind of yeah. take leadership and you know. So how, how how did you quickly pivot? Like, did you have like a team that kind of helps you make the decisions, or a lot of these things that you're telling your guys to do? Is it mm-hmm. like are you, are you getting these from the books? Like, where where did you get these from? So we're very lucky because we're owned by Delari Group, mm-hmm. right? Delari Group is the largest automotive group in Canada for a reason. Mm-hmm. These guys are innovators. They're yeah. hard workers mm-hmm. and they have the mentality. The upper management has that mentality. They're the ones who obviously taught us about the service drive and to be proactive and stuff. And we have to run with it. But these were, you know, the things that Delari Group teaches. Mm-hmm. So one thing that they really made a big pivot on during the pandemic, which I think we were one of the pioneers to do this, is virtual sales. Yeah. Right? If you guys remember during the pandemic when it first happened, dealerships were shut down. Mm-hmm. Nobody could come through the door. Yeah. So yeah. we... It, was, yeah, sen- it wasn't essential, right? Yeah. yeah, it, was yeah. Essential. It, was, it was locked down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like at a certain point it became appointment only yeah but at a certain point we were not allowed to have any customers into the showroom wow so yeah. we were selling cars we sold when we first did this this was insane now it's normal but we sold cars on facetime mm-hmm. on facetime Jeez. this was never done before like if you think about it buying a 40 dollars product strictly you're, you're, on you're FaceTime. not even looking at the car you're not even lo- like when you want to buy you a car what do you see do it touch it mm-hmm. feel it sit inside what's right? one you want to drive it there we go yeah. drive the it. biggest <laughs> thing is I'll, let me come in for a test drive right yeah. that's how we used to hook mm-hmm. people we're yeah, like yeah, yeah. come in and test drive the car you're gonna love it you yeah. know it drives great yeah. got mm-hmm. new features yeah. take that portion out of it imagine how challenging Jeez. it gets yeah yeah yeah, yeah right yeah. so we're yeah. able to start and I'm, I'm not saying we did all of our sales like that or sold like 100 cars like that but just getting that first one that second one started to give us the confidence and show us the opportunity it is possible yeah it's possible yeah, right yeah, yeah so the pandemic really forced people to adapt mm-hmm. but we were proactive in adapting right okay. delari really made that change they mm-hmm. called it delari anywhere at that time that was the branding that they used for it but their whole thing was you can buy a car from home 
Mm-hmm. And at that time, that was, it was revolutionary. It was revolutionary. Right? Are people still yeah, yeah, doing yeah. that right now? Now it's like normal. Like yeah, people, could be, people are like, Yo, I, now, right? I don't want to come in. Yeah, it's, the cases are high or whatever. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not even the home. cases are high. Yeah. Now people have gotten like used to that. They've yeah. gotten accustomed to that. Yeah. Especially at Audi, if you think about it, the clientele that we're serving, these are people that are extremely busy. Yeah, like high level executives, business owners. Like these mm. people have busy lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have time to come into the dealership. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah, you know, I'll talk to you. I looked at it online. I looked at it online. Everything about the car. I, I've driven German cars my whole life. I'm sure it's great. You know, just work out the payments for me. Okay, done. Send me a DocuSign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. getting accustomed to DocuSign and you know FaceTime. We used to do presentations on the car on FaceTime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I had you know open the open the phone. Yeah. Walk around the car. Oh look at this is fe- this is feature. This is a new feature here. This is how the wheels look. This is the interior. Look at the cargo space. Yada yada yada. And we started selling cars like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. That was a big pivot at that time. You know, online sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, DocuSign. I, DocuSign was like God's gift to the automotive trust industry. Me, trust me, trust like yeah. legitimate. Now we like a lot of the cars I'd say sixty percent of the cars we sell these days is DocuSign. No yeah. joke. Yeah. At Audi yeah. especially. It just makes the most sense, bro. Mm-hmm. It's so simple. Yeah. Right? You just touch it. Like yeah. you just tap it and then you tap like, it yeah, you put your you payment on there and like yeah. you're done yeah. that's it it's like yeah. so seamless mm-hmm. yeah. but at that time we're scared to even like offer that yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to even ask for the business on the phone <laughs> was like oh, I don't know what should I do you know what we I mean just had to just push through it you just did it right yeah so now yeah. it's just like oh, I'm gonna send you a doc you're okay with the payments cool here you go done yeah. right? sick bro once you, you act like it's normal and you know it's it's nothing new to you guys then obviously for the customer it's like okay I guess this is how yeah, it goes yeah, this is and, how life is now and the yeah. thing is like now customers also see their friends their family like everybody doing it yeah. and now we have companies like Canada Drives and yes. things of that yeah. nature too yeah. right mm-hmm. so like online purchasing for vehicles yeah. is becoming a new normal it's a whole like, new world now yeah. too yeah. Mm-hmm. so speaking about Canada Drives like yeah. there's a lot of different different companies that are like online sales only mm-hmm. how do you feel about that being in the industry that's almost a disruptor mm-hmm. right so yeah. being in the industry and you seeing these like new apps and like new services coming yeah. out how do you feel about that like do you think they're going to take over or do you think people are still going to want to deal with the license like dealership yeah yeah i mean it, you're definitely right it's a disruptor yeah. like they are you know innovating and we have to adapt as well mm-hmm. so luckily we are doing that like delari group is doing that a lot yeah. of other groups are doing that as well yeah. but i do still think and there's been a lot of surveys on this with consumers i think 60 percent of them say they still prefer to do a test drive yeah. at the physical dealership yeah. before they sign the document mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. or they prefer to actually meet someone in person when purchasing something like that yeah okay. if you yeah. think about it it's a lot of money people are it spending is. It is. and yeah. they want to have a connection with somebody they want somebody that they can rely on mm-hmm. and call and have yeah. confidence in yeah. so i think for that aspect of it we're, we're still like you know leading we still have a chance to survive in this industry mm-hmm. and the second thing i'd say is they have to service the vehicle somewhere as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So having a service center at the dealership is huge. Yeah. It's yeah. still a huge asset for yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. They know the people that they bought the car from. They're servicing with them. So if they have any issues. That's what the real profits are yeah. in services, right? Uh, I mean, yes and no. Right. Mm. Their overhead is quite high as well. Okay. But, but servicing is a huge aspect of the business mm. yeah, as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. You can't take away one thing in sales. Yeah. Sales is built on this is relationships. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right, you yeah. really can't take that away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no form of AI, no form of yeah. technology can take that away. Yeah, yeah. that person-to-person touch, the human-centric yeah. connection, yeah. 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 like yeah. that, you can't take that away. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that's where, like, we have to adapt. It has to become. We call it an omni-channel way of doing business. 
um, where we're offering the customer the ease of doing business online. Yes, we can serve you online, but if you'd like to come in, we also have that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's where we have the edge. Yes. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, we're giving yeah. the customer the choice. Mm. To talk to an actual person. We're yeah. giving them the choice. And, yeah. and customers, clients want a choice. Yep. Mm-hmm. They want to feel like they have an option, mm-hmm. right? So if you give them the option of doing the entire transaction online, mm-hmm. if that's what suits your needs, I got you covered. Mm-hmm. But if you want to come in any way through the process, we also got you covered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where I think like if we continue to evolve on the mm-hmm. online side of things, the way that Canada drives it and some of these other companies are, and we keep up this side as well, then we'll be able to survive in the industry. For mm-hmm. sure. If you don't have your online presence right now and you got the physical side of things, you will die. You in will this die. Industry, mm-hmm. right? You will die. You mm-hmm. definitely will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you keep on working on both sides yeah. and evolve, mm-hmm. then we should be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least for the next 10 to 15 years, who knows what's going to happen after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the short term things, I think we should be okay. Okay. Nice. okay. Yeah. Okay. It was crazy though. I remember when I first started at, at Mazda, when I was, mm-hmm. I was leaving the security industry, I made the decision to go to automotive sales. I told my grandparents and mm-hmm. at that time, you know what they told me? They were like, oh, don't worry about it. it, it you know, it's going to be tough. You know, there's a, there's a lot of people that are successful in the industry, but if it doesn't work out for you, you can always drive Uber. <laughs> I wow. swear to God, they were yeah. like, oh, don't worry. If it doesn't work out, you can always go revert back to yeah, Uber. Yeah, yeah. Mm. As long as you're making $3,000 a month, you'll yeah. be okay. You'll yeah, pay yeah, bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So oh, so that mindset, geez. Yeah. So yeah, that was crazy as well. <clears throat> to hear that from my own family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, that's how much belief you've got yeah, in me. Yeah, yeah, You're gonna yeah, tell yeah. me that like and I can go back to Uber if yeah, I didn't yeah, succeed yeah, yeah. in Were this? you doing Uber before? No. No, okay, okay, okay. I, I don't even know where it came from. Like everybody was doing it at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, if security doesn't work out, don't worry. You can always just, you know. But I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, sure. like, yeah, yeah, especially during that time, I remember <laughs> because in, in car sales, automotive sales, it's strictly commissioned as a salesperson, right? So even my friends were like, strictly commissioned. Like you guys know in any role where it's strictly commissioned, a lot of people look at you funny. Like, mm. really? Strictly you wanna, commissioned? You want to take that like, chance? Yeah, they're kind of like, yeah, why would you do why that? Would you like, do why would you do that? Like, are you sure? Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I believe yeah. in myself. Yeah. The amount of money that you c- I could make in my industry like you can get to the top level of wherever you're working yeah, and you, you won't make you won't that make much. It, yeah, you won't exactly. make that much. Only sales. I, yeah. Sales is like, like yo, you have no, you have no ceilings. Yeah, yeah, you have no yeah, ceilings. Yeah. Yes, I have to work <clears throat> extremely hard for it, mm-hmm. but I know that if I put in that work, then I can make as much as I want to mm-hmm. make, right? Mm-hmm. You can put in as much work as you want, but you're capped. Because yeah. you got a certain salary, your boss exactly. tells you this much you make, yep. and the correlation between your efforts and mm-hmm. your, your income mm-hmm. is not directly tied. Yeah. So eventually, you're going to cap yourself off. You're going to cap eventually. yourself yeah, off, yeah, yeah. right? There's so, no true incentive, right? So yeah, I remember at that time, like even my friends were like, are you sure you want to do this, man? Like commission only? Are you sure mm-hmm. you're going to make money? You're going to be able to pay the bills and whatnot? I'm like, yeah, I'm going for it. Yeah. And yeah. then you just, you know, you work hard and you go for it and sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Why cars? I honestly can't answer that question yeah. truthfully. I'm not a car guy. Mm-hmm. You know, people ask me all the time, do you have a passion for cars or anything like that? I'm not a car guy. I love great cars. Mm-hmm. I love driving like really nice vehicles. Of course, I like to own nice cars as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not one of these people that like know everything about cars, the yeah. ins yeah. and outs, mm-hmm. the engines, and I'm replacing mufflers and tranny. <laughs> I'm not that type of guy. I honestly don't even know as much about cars as some of the other people do in the mm-hmm. industry. Okay. I have a passion for sales, for mm-hmm. leadership. Mm-hmm. And, and things like that but um at that time like i said i just i was trying to explore where i could go into and automotive sales seemed like something that i could get myself into mm-hmm. and I, I went for it so for like the the kid who's thinking about getting into becoming like a, like a car dealer like, what are a few steps that you would recommend that kid to be doing right now great question yeah. i get this question a lot as well and i was very happy i had this 18 year old kid reach out to me on instagram and he was like look i'm in high school right now i've been following you for quite a while now you've wow. done well for yourself and i also want to go into car sales one day like what should i be doing right now he's doing the right thing he's reaching out directly to the yeah. fucking manager yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's one of the things yeah. that, uh, i mean i didn't tell him that 
because you already already done of course, it. Of course. But that's something that I would recommend. Like mm-hmm. if you ask that question reach for anybody out. listening to this, yeah, yeah. like reach out to the people in in the industry that you're going to that are already successful. Mm. Right, ask them the things of what you should be doing because they've guaranteed made mistakes already in that journey, yeah. and they can reflect back and be like, I did that wrong, I did that wrong, I did this right. You should be doing this, this, and this. Right. Mm-hmm. So great on that kid for reaching out. But I told him to to work on his communication, to work mm. on his presentation skills, to work on his marketing, right? And just understand the way that the sales industry works, the way that the sales world works, sorry. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. read as much books as possible, listen to podcasts, and uh, just get yourself in the right mentality. Because like I said before, sales is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, right? Yeah. Yeah. To be able to perform at the highest level in sales, you've got to be able to take care of yourself. And mm-hmm. if you see the top business people in the world, I mean, like, it's, it's obvious, right? They're all fit. Right, they all eat well. They've all mm-hmm. got good relationships. Mm-hmm. They're into you know business and finance. They're all doing the right things. They're mm-hmm. all putting in the effort to you know do the right hab- small habits every single day. And that's what I told them. There's that mm-hmm. specific mm-hmm. formula. <coughs> right? mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, exactly. I was like, mm-hmm. read as much as possible. You know, attend seminars. Reach out to the people that are successful in the industry, and you'll be okay. You know, it's crazy. A lot of uh, car dealers won't say that. Uh, you're actually the first one to even say that that, that I personally met. What's that? To talk about like the actual like the like the core fundamentals of like sales and all that stuff. You're you're more sales based than like I'm more sales based. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I, I think that's where a lot of people miss out. Yeah, right. It, yeah. Like at the end you're of the day, you're still in sales. You're still in sales. Like yeah. I said, like you asked me that question before. Mm-hmm. Like, what about like how do you be, become successful in car sales? Mm-hmm. And you can't look at it like that. Sales is <clears throat> is sales, sales at the end of the day. Yeah. At the basic principles of mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. There's a really good book that I'm reading right now. Which if you're in sales, read this book. It's called How to Master the Art of Selling. Mm. And again, I'm terrible with authors' names, but this is a fantastic book. This is like the encyclopedia for salespeople. Wow. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. like you got to pick this book up. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. I'm just reading it right it. now. <laughs> yeah, get yeah. this book. It's yeah. it's a very content-heavy book, mm. a lot of great principles, and it's not a book that you can just read because it forces you to apply the things that you're, you're yeah, learning. Yeah, yeah, Those right? are the best ones. It gives you exercises to do. Yeah, yeah. So right now, like I listen to things on Audible. That's how I read. I can't do this one on Audible because mm. it's asking me to do certain things. So I've got to order the textbook like the actual hard copy so you can write it down I can write it down yeah, what yeah, it's yeah. telling me to do and then practice those things and that's how you get better right mm-hmm. through practice through mm-hmm. repetition okay. mm-hmm. so that's a really good book okay. um, but just studying sales and studying like the lifestyle and, and studying how you can get better mm-hmm. that's what's going to be the key okay so yeah. going into sales bro and, and then working your way up to, to like a managerial position did you have that vision <coughs> when you walked into the, uh, the dealership or did it just kind of it just happened they, they saw the manager in you Definitely had the vision. Definitely, okay, had the, I okay. didn't know what happened that fast. Mm-hmm. Didn't know like you know how long it that would was take really me. fast, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, like, well, you know what the <laughs> thing is, like I was blessed with certain opportunities that came yeah. my way, and I I showed that I was prepared. And even though I wasn't, I just told myself I'm prepared. Yeah, and I just yeah. jumped into it. Yeah, you know I could have said no, I'm not ready to do this, but I was given an opportunity by the general manager at that time who was brand new. Mm. Name is Paul Chan. He was brand new general manager at that time. I remember this. He brought me into his office and he was like, look. You're a young kid right now, and I'm a new GM. That was actually his first GM spot. So Delari okay. gave him a chance too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He's new in his role as well. Jeez. He's like, I'm rolling the dice on you right now. If you mess this up, I lose my job. Oh, wow. He had that conversation. He looked yeah. me in the eyes like, look, I'm rolling the dice on you right now. So no pressure, but you better bring it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to invest in you. I'm going to teach you, but you got to run with this, yeah. and you got to make things happen. You got to learn mm. fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm only eight months in the industry, Paul. <laughs> He's like, well, you better learn quick then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So he rolled the dice on me, took a chance on me, and there were some rough times at the starting, man. Ew, I can't even lie. I'm not going to say it was a smooth... I'm not going to sit here and lie and say it was a smooth process, and I picked it up right away. That was not the case. It was a lot being thrown at me at that time, 
and I was there from like 9 a.m. to 12 midnight every single day for four months. Mm-hmm. It was tough. Mm-hmm. So many things, trying to learn, trying to perform, trying to get better. And this guy is tough. He's a Vietnamese guy, so he's old school. He's militant. Mm. All right? He's not like the people today where he's going to take it easy on you. He, this guy is militant. Mm. He wants everything done in a proper way mm. like this. He's going to hold you to a high standard. He's not going to forget when he asks you to do something. Right? Some people will be like, just do this. And if you don't do it, it's okay. No, yeah. he's going to call you out yeah. in front of everybody too, yeah. which may not be the most effective for most people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might not be the most effective. But yeah. luckily for me, I had very thick skin. Yeah. And I was like, bring it. Mm. I told him to him, like, put the pressure on me. Mm. Like, I'm not going to. This is what he told me. He's like, I'm going to push you to the point where either you're going to break or you're going to become a diamond. Mm. He's like, that's how much pressure I'm going to put on you. Jeez. Like, if you look at a coal, yeah, yeah, what yeah. happens, right? Yeah, you put the yeah. pressure on the coal. Exactly. Either that coal breaks yeah. or becomes a diamond. He's like, yeah. that's what I'm going to do to you. And yeah. I'm telling you right now, you're going to be a diamond. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, mm. so yeah. how many months into, like, uh, working at Audi did you become the manager, sales manager? No. So, I was, when I started at Mazda, I was a salesperson. Yeah. And then eight months later, he made me an assistant manager. Okay. So, that's what they do in the automotive industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're showing potential as a salesperson, they'll give you an assistant manager role and they will put you through hell. Mm. They'll give you all the tasks of a real sales manager with the pay of less than a salesperson. Yeah. Right? Because they want they're not going to just give you an opportunity, right? Yeah, they yeah. want to see what you're made of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I say he tested me, he tested me. Like, put me through anything and everything you can... What, what were some of the tests he gave you? I mean, just working the long hours, yeah. right? And having all the responsibilities, learning the new things, and just seeing how much pressure I could possibly take without, I say, without saying, like, I raised the white flag. I'm sorry, I can't do this, mm. right? He wanted to see if he could break me, and he mm-hmm. tried his best. And, and it was effective. It really was, because it forced me to grow. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to break. I'm going to keep going. There was certain times I never thought of quitting. I never thought of breaking, but there were certain times I'm like, this is tough. My mental health wasn't the greatest at that time either. I was eating out all the time. I was staying up late. My sleep wasn't good. So I wasn't really taking care of myself. I started to get a little chubbier, mm. things like that. Because uh, it was so much pressure and so much mm-hmm. stress, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but never did I think I was going to quit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So no, eventually you break the plateau and then he just backed off. So so at what point, like, you know, when you, when you started to kind of fall off, at what point did you worry, like, yo, I got to get my shit together? <clears throat> so I got, actually, things happened for a reason. I got lucky. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't say lucky, but things happened at the right time. So right at the point where I was like, this is getting very, very tough, COVID hit. Mm. COVID hit at that time. It Blessing was in disguise. Blessing in disguise. And at that time, unfortunately, everybody got laid off yeah. at the dealership, yeah. except for me, the assistant used car manager at the time, and one sales guy, Tony. It was the three okay. of us. Okay. And we all went back to sales. We were mm. all salespeople at that time. Mm. They didn't need managers. Like, what are you going to manage? There's yeah, three yeah. people Everyone's at the dealership. Yeah, you're going to yeah. manage yourself and yes. send a report to yourself. Like, hey, your numbers are not great. Like, yeah. no. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. So it was just the three of us. And at that time was when we were selling cars online, mm. you know, and, and innovating and just, you know, navigating that time of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that eased a little bit of pressure off of me. Because at that time, everybody was just trying to make sure like they can survive, right? Like mm-hmm. it was a pandemic. We didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Didn't know the severity of it. Mm-hmm. So that eased the pressure a little bit. And then eventually, like I think one or two months later, we started to bring the team back. That's when like I had already learned enough and I had taken the pressure off me a little bit where I was like, I'm ready to rock and roll. It just gave mm-hmm. you that little bit of room little to bit breathe. Of, yeah, right? gave me that, exactly. Yeah, that was yeah, the key yeah. word you said. Mm-hmm. Give me a little bit of room to breathe yeah. where I was able to just collect myself again, mm-hmm. get back to my normal routine of hitting the gym, eating right, getting myself in a proper mental state. Mm-hmm. Again, that's super key, mm-hmm. keeping in a mental, proper mental state. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the team came back, I was ready. Mm-hmm. I had learned enough and I had gotten that time to refresh and reset myself. 
and then I hit the ground running. Nice. And then I, I did, uh, I was assistant sales manager for a month and a half after that. And then June of that year, I got promoted to full-time sales manager and uh, stayed there for a year. Wait, so is this at Mazda or is this? It's at Mazda. This is at Mazda. Mazda. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, okay. Audi was like recently. Audi's like this year, right? Then I worked at Mazda for a whole year as a full-time That's sales manager. Okay. Learned the ropes there, you know, and then we started to break the records and perform at a certain level. And then a year after that, it was May of 2021 at Audi Queensway. The sales manager that was there at that time, he got promoted to become the general manager at our store, BMW Newmarket. Oh, wow. So Delari is is big on this as well, promoting Mm -hmm. within. They really believe in that. That's really good, bro. Yeah. Yeah, They they build that culture into the dealer, into the automotive group. You'll you'll get people saving for a long time. If you you can actually honor that. Yeah. Exactly. So people see that, right? They live off of that. That's the hope for them. Mm -hmm. So he got promoted to become the general manager of BMW Newmarket. And a memo came out internally saying like, you know, there's a sales manager position open at Audi Queensway and, and anybody that works in Delari knows Audi Queensway is the dealership to work at. Why? Jeez. Why? Why is it? I mean, first of all, it's luxury. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. It's, and it's one it's the largest volume dealership that we have in Delari, Ontario. Right. Like they do a decent amount of volume. It's one of the oldest Audi dealerships in Canada. No way. Okay. So they've got a huge portfolio. It's mm-hmm. a great location. Mm-hmm. Like we're at next to Sherway Gardens. If you know that location, it's okay, okay. perfect pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, Etobicoke, downtown's right there. Mm-hmm. Mississauga, Oakville. Like mm-hmm. you know, I used to work at Queensway too. Did you? Yeah. yeah Audi yeah. Queensway. Yeah, but I was um I was with uh, a car. <laughs> you know, I had hundreds of jobs, bro. <laughs> um, I work for a car rental company. You know, you know, Infinity Luxury Car Rentals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I work with them, so no I, I would come by, drop you guys yeah, cars and shit. Yeah, no yeah. way. Yeah, we've got a large. Uh, <laughs> service business over there yeah, as well yeah, so yeah rental cars all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there was that opening and uh all my all my team members were like you should go you should go like you know what i mean you're doing so well over here go for that one and i'm like i don't know like i really wanted to do it but i was like i don't know if i'm like still too young in the industry or too fresh like do i have enough experience yeah. can i handle that type of store like it's a big volume dealership mm-hmm. it's luxury it's a next level right mm-hmm. standards are much higher and i'd only been in the industry at this time for about what like a year and a half Mm. not even that much That's to show like, and uh, during that time i was getting ready to get married as well this was may oh, it was a hectic year oh man it was may of 2021 <laughs> and in september of that year i was set to get married mm. so you can imagine wedding planning as well oh, for anyone that's gotten married <laughs> yeah. before you know yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. what the kind of stress you're dealing you with at definitely time. need god for that year right? yeah <laughs> so i had a conversation with my yeah. wife and i'm like look this opportunity presented itself yeah. and i want to go for it like what do you think mm-hmm. and she was like i don't know if you should do it like really eh? this is a lot on our plate yeah, right yeah, now yeah, like this yeah, is going to yeah. be a lot of change it's going to be like maybe too much to handle mm-hmm. right now right yeah. you're doing great at mazda mm-hmm. it's right next to the house i used to live five minutes from Unicorn mazda yeah, 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 and yeah. driving to queensway is 35 minutes, 35 minutes with yeah. the 407 yeah, yeah. if it's 401 forget about it like yeah, an hour yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i'm going like, to work that yeah <laughs> she's like i don't know if you should go for it and i'm like you know what i don't know if an opportunity like this will present itself ever again and i don't want to live with regrets i'm gonna go for it Jeez. yeah so i approached my gm and I shut the office door, I walk into his office and I'm like, Paul, you know, I love you. You know, you've done a lot for me. You give me opportunities. You've helped me succeed. But I think it's time for me to move on. I want to go to Queensway. And he was like, shit. He's, you know, he's mad for, yeah, for a couple yeah, of seconds. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I think you're ready to. Like, yeah, I think yeah, you should yeah. go for well, it. Yeah, you know, it's a great opportunity. Um, I don't want to hold you back here. Yeah. You know? So he made a call to the GM, my GM now, Chris. And, he was, and then, you know, he said what he had to say. But I was like, I don't want to go this route. I was like, I want to do the interview. And I, I don't know if I would have gotten the job just off of Paul's recommendation, 
but I didn't want a job like that. Oh, right. Wow, okay. So they were just gonna transfer you over. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying okay, that. Okay, okay, uh, but okay, but okay. I'm saying if that was even on the table. Yeah, you still want to. I did not want to accept that. I don't uh, want to be like, oh, make a phone call for me and tap me in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I want to interview and I want to show him that I really want this opportunity. You want to make sure you know that you deserved it, right? Yeah, I want yeah. I want to show the new GM there. Like I'm hungry. Like I really want this opportunity. I know I'm young, but like my resume doesn't tell the tale of who I am. Mm-hmm. Like you need to speak. I want to speak to you. Mm-hmm. I want to show you. I want to come and talk to you in person so you can understand mm. the individual that is behind this piece of paper because yeah, yeah, yeah. you look at this paper you're going to see one two and a half, two years whatever and bro you're, you're younger than me you're, you're younger, younger than, than us yeah us. yeah that's yeah, crazy yeah. but that's you amazing. hold yourself up like whew. yeah at uh, that yeah, time yeah, i was like know? i think 25 years old yeah. 24 that's crazy at 24 that's, years that's, old at that time running audi queensway like the biggest one it was one of the bigger one ones, of the biggest right? ones yeah, yeah. yeah so i was like i need to i need to meet him in person and I need to show him, like, you know, what I'm made of. So uh, he first called me. I did a phone interview with him for 30 minutes. He's a great guy, by the way. Mm. Like, one of the best GMs in the game. Awesome. He's He started as a salesperson there as well. Wow. So he worked his way up. Sales manager, then GSM. And now he's a GM there. Um, and he's so pretty he, young, so he, too. He can appreciate the young, hungry. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, but I was like, I need to meet him in person. So he invited me in. And the night before he invited me in, I stayed up till like 3 a.m. <laughs> writing him a full letter of like why I deserve this job. Mm-hmm. Like you wrote, so you wrote him like a I letter? Wrote, like, I wrote him a letter. I typed wow. out a letter. I typed Yo. out a full letter to show him like this is why. Here's my stats. This yeah. is what I've done in my you know one to two years at Mazda. Here's what I've accomplished. Here's what I'm doing right now. And this is what value I bring to your team. Right? I, I wanted to show him like th- I'm not taking this opportunity as a joke. Mm-hmm. Like this is a big opportunity. It's a big deal for me. And I think I deserve this. Mm-hmm. There's no better guy than me for this right now. I'm mm-hmm. confident in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I sent him the letter and I walk into the interview the next morning at 9 a.m. He's got the letter on his desk. I'm like, did you get a chance to read it? He's like, yeah. And then he interviewed me for like an hour and a half. And um, yeah, great interview. Asked me a lot of tough questions. Hired on the spot? No, not hired no on the spot. Okay, no, okay, you should have okay. let me tell the story. I'm getting excited. But uh, yeah, he put me through like an hour and a half interview. Uh, even the sales manager, who are my colleagues now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one partner who's the other new car sales manager. And then there's a used car manager as well. So they interviewed me as well. And then um, I thought I nailed it. I'm like, I got this job, you know, like I'm expecting for me to go back to Chris's office after speaking to the two other guys. And he's like, yep, you're hired. Come work like in two weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Mm. He left me off with a cliffhanger that killed me. He was like, yeah, thanks. Nice meeting you. Um, just keep working hard at, at Mazda. Like, keep yeah. doing your thing, you know? Great job. Yeah, he did that on purpose. I'm like, eh? are you kidding me? I'm like, what? I thought I nailed this I broke his heart, yeah. bro. I'm like, did you really tell me to go back and keep working hard? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. But that time, like, you know what? Whatever happens, it happens. I did it. my best. Yeah, I yeah, showed yeah, him exactly. that I deserve it. Mm. And now if it's not the time, it's not the time. I'm still mm-hmm. doing great at Mazda. Yeah. Still got a good thing going for me. I'm getting married. Like, mm-hmm. life's good, you know? Yeah. yeah. Keep moving on. Mm-hmm. For the next three, four days, I was like living on it. I couldn't sleep. Yeah. At work, I'm distracted. I'm looking at their numbers every single day. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on there? Yeah. Eventually, four days later, he gives me a call and he's like, I'm so sorry I couldn't connect with you earlier, but you're hired. Oh, okay. like, Yes. It was Eid that day, too. Oh, you know? yeah. I, oh yeah, no way. I fasted crazy. for an entire That's month. That's crazy. And listened, the, heard that on That's Eid. So was, was that one of your things that you were uh, uh, praying, for? Whole, whole praying for during yeah, the fast? Of course. Yeah, 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 Well, I mean, not during the fast because I, I, I actually part, yeah, halfway through Ramadan, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I realized that I'd be interviewing for the position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely praying for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he told me on Eid and it was, yeah, it was the best. It's like a magical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. That's Huge awesome, blessing. bro. Yeah. So I started there in 
June of 2021. Okay. So now it's been just over a year that I've been at Queensway. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's been a wild ride already. Yeah. It's been yeah. a journey. It's a fantastic dealership. Like yeah. Audi as a brand is very progressive first mm-hmm. and foremost. Mm-hmm. The dealership itself, it's beautiful. Like two floors, like it's massive. So we're going to come by and check yeah, it out. Yeah, come by and check. <laughs> we, we got a, we got a putting green upstairs as well. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, come yeah. check out your skills Wait, over Queensway. there. Wait, Queensway. Queensway was uh, right next to Sherwood Gardens. Okay. That is the one that I worked at. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right next to Sherwood Garden. So, um, yeah, no, it's a beautiful dealership. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel really good coming to work every single day. You feel proud to work for a brand yeah, that is doing so well and, you know, the innovating and, and progressive. Yeah. yeah, they're doing really big things. Like, if you guys haven't heard of it, mm-hmm. the Q4 e-tron is going to be groundbreaking. Really, eh? That's oh, the new EV that that's coming out. Yeah. We've been waiting a long time. For the, for the people watching this that have been waiting for that car to come out, it's finally coming out. I've got my test drive unit on the way to the dealership. No way. It <laughs> should be arriving next week, hopefully. Yeah. But we've been waiting for that car for quite a while. That's going to be the new thing for Audi. What about the Q4? What it is that, that stands out? So what Audi is saying is, and I really believe this, it's putting luxury electric driving within reach. I'm not getting that right. I'm not getting that statement right, mm-hmm. but that's what it's doing. Mm-hmm. So the good thing about the Q4 is it's it's a perfect size, right? If you look at the market these days, like and what consumers are purchasing, they're purchase, purchasing SUVs and compact SUVs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like the Q5 size, Q3 size. This is right between that mm-hmm. in terms Whoa, of size. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen the Q4. It's almost like a Honda HRV, like a, like, it's like no, a, a little it's bit like bigger a crossover. Than that. Yeah, okay, L- okay, a little okay, bigger okay, than that. Okay. Look, it's actually I was doing a a product knowledge uh, quiz on this today and, mm. and, I, and I learned myself today that it has the same interior cargo space as one of our D segment vehicles a D segment vehicle is one of our larger vehicles like the Q8 mm. uh, would be like an A8 would be you know oh, some, of the, some of the bigger vehicles yeah. um, so it's got the same interior cargo space as one of those vehicles okay. Okay. and it's perfect size like I said right between the Q3 and the Q5 yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, electric yeah, 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 and yeah. you wouldn't believe the starting price what is it? Fifty nine thousand nine fifty. That's crazy. Yeah, for such an innovative Audi. vehicle. Yeah, yeah the yeah, interior yeah. is beautiful. Mm. Like nothing like you've seen it before. Mm. It's got augmented heads up reality uh, display <laughs> as well. So yeah, this thing is going to be like groundbreaking yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Are there? What, what would be the competitors for that car right now? The competitors would be the Tesla, obviously, right? Uh, I mean, I don't think they uh, Tesla like, the, like the Model Y, the Model Y, say, the Model right? Y. Yeah, 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 you could say Model Y size wise. For Volkswagen, it would be the ID four. Yeah, obviously Volkswagen Group owns Audi as well, right? So similar. Um, I don't think BMW really has a direct competitor at that price uh, point. They have 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 a monthly subscription uh, heated seats now. (laughs) Yeah, they got that. Are you guys gonna do that soon? No, I don't think they're gonna. Oh, please don't. We actually, yeah, no, they're they're not gonna. Subscription for the heated seats. So yeah, for the Beamers, the newer ones. If you want to get the monthly, if you want to get heated seats, you gotta pay a monthly fee now. Well, not now, but I think like eventually. Yeah, yeah, eventually. So they might go. Audi might do subscription based as well, but not for something like heated seats. Yeah, right. That's kind of yeah. Yeah. And and what the reason why that's controversial? Because if you think about it, customers are saying, "So you're making me pay for this feature and then making me pay for it again." And what I mean by that is the car is already retrofitted Mm. to be able the hardware to have it. There, right? But you're and shutting it off. You're, you're shutting it off, and then you're making me pay to turn it on. Yeah. What is that? I've already paid for the parts. I've already mm-hmm. paid for the vehicle to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you want to charge me to just turn it on. Mm. So that's going to be controversial. I don't know if they're going to get away with it or not. Mm. So it could it could be bad for them too? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, the Q4 mm. is your direct competitors too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you, you know, you got to kind of put them down. You know? <laughs> <laughs> 
other, uh, other BMW guys <laughs> watching. <it. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one thing as well in sales. Never slash your competitors. Like yeah, never, course, never put them down. Because exactly. what it does in the client's eyes, it, it makes you look weak. Makes you look weak. Yeah, yeah. Right, and it doesn't make you sound credible. Yeah. Right. If you're able to give them the pros and cons of yeah. your product and their product, yeah. Now all of a sudden you gain the trust. Exactly. Exactly. Now you're like this guy knows what he's talking about, yeah. and he's not selling me on anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's again consulting me. Obviously, there's gonna be a bias, but it's not like a full bias. You know, like yeah. you're gonna focus like yeah, you, you showed them the pros and cons. I, I think that's like the smartest way to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. like oh, you're fuck BMW, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. consult yeah, them yeah, yeah. exactly, right? exactly, and, and exactly. look after their needs. People can mm-hmm. tell when you really want to look after what exactly. their needs are, yeah. exactly. Because again, you're gonna listen to them, you're gonna get them to open up, and mm-hmm. then you'll if you've listened properly, you'll use whatever information they gave you to tie them to your product. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's when that's you how they know you're listening to right? exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when you become potent, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. potent. One thing in this book that I'm reading right now, it's it's a concept called tie down phrases. So information that uh, someone's given you during the course of the transaction uh, or conversation, sorry, you use whatever information they're given you, tie it to your product and say like phrases like, isn't it? Like if you've, if you said like, you know, safety is important to me and you've, they've driven the vehicle, they've, they've seen the safety feature in the car. And then you say like, um, the, the vehicle seems very safe, doesn't it? Or like, wouldn't you agree that this vehicle is equipped with all the safety equipment that you're looking for? And they agree to the yes. You start to stack up those small yeses during the course in of the sale. Head, now there's already agreeing to the sale. Yeah, I gotta yeah, read yeah. this book, bro. You gotta read this book, man. So eventually, if you get enough small yeses, 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 at the end when you go for the close, it's pretty tough it's to automatic. say no. It's automatic. It's automatic. Because yeah, they'll yeah, think yeah. back about how they feel about the yeah, whole situation. Yeah, yeah. 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 They've already, you've already put them into the positive, like yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. Now at the ending, they say no. It's like, well, it's like a precondition. Yes, because like I cold call to get my business. Do you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we would say specific things to get the client to say yes. Yeah. And then after I'll ask a more serious question oh, okay right and they're like yes and i'm like all right fucking sick all right, yeah. see you tomorrow there you go <laughs> done <laughs> but yeah, yeah the book is a gem so what would you say is the biggest difference in uh selling at mazda and now selling at audi mm. i would say the biggest thing is the standard that we're held to right the clientele is is completely different right um the people that again that you're dealing with these are people that are very busy they're professionals yeah. they're very Corporate. accomplished in their life yeah. they're high level executives mm-hmm. they don't have time to deal with people that are not at that same level yeah. professionally yeah. right mm-hmm. like you need to be able to explain to them everything in detail you need to be fully transparent and you need to know what you're talking about mm-hmm. you got to come off as a professional right professionals only like dealing with professionals, professionals mm-hmm. yeah. right? and I'll say this myself mm-hmm. like me as a, as a professional myself like I try to hold myself to a, a certain standard and if I'm doing business with anybody no matter what I'm purchasing mm-hmm. I'm yeah. only buying from the best guys of course, of course. i want to approach the guys that know the most in that industry are the industry leaders because that's who i want to do business with that's mm-hmm. what i feel comfortable mm-hmm. doing business yeah. with right yeah. mm-hmm. and i feel like the audi clientele is of the same mindset so when i was looking to purchase an investment property i had never met Sai to Loken. like he's he's on social media i followed yeah. him i followed Sai on social media i'm like this guy knows what he's talking about yeah mm-hmm. no he right? does he's, he's on the grind yeah he's, he's providing value to his clients his followers and when he posted a product i reached out to him i'd never met this guy in my life yeah, before yeah. but because he came across as a professional yeah he held himself to a certain to standard, standard right yeah, yeah he got my business yeah at yeah. the end of the day right i'll, I'll let him know after the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the podcast is over I'll be like yeah, yo this guy said this he's amazing yeah, yeah he's, he's taking care of me anytime that i've texted him mm. like he's gotten back to me like people got to remember that too right mm-hmm. it's not just about the one-time transaction mm-hmm. that's another mentality that you need oh. to have yo you look long-term business bro long-term yeah. business man yeah. because at the end of the day business there's no better thing as referral right yeah 
your referrals is your biggest marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Your customers will speak for you, and that's free. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay any advertising dollars for and, that. And usually, the the clients you get from referrals, they're already preconditioned, and they already kind of know how you work. So, like, they they're expecting the same performance out of you. They're the best clients. Yeah, yeah. They're the best clients. They're just right? like, yeah, you tell them something, they're like, okay. Do you know why yeah. they're the best clients though? Yeah, they trust you. They trust you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There we go. They okay. already trust you, right? Mm-hmm. You've already done business with somebody that they trust and yeah. they believe. Yeah. So you're not ha- you don't have to break the wall down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. They're already coming in comfortable. Yeah, they, exactly. they they know that you know what you're doing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is like just help them out with their needs. Yeah. Service them. Service them, yeah, right? Yeah. And you're going to get a deal out of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if you don't take care of your people, and if I show you my phone right now, I've got every single client that has purchased a car from me stayed with their first name and what car they purchased. Mm. Because when they call me, I'm not going to pick up the phone and say, who, who is this? Mm. I'm going to be like, hey, Bob, how are you? How's your CX-5 doing? Mm. And they're going to be like, damn. Bro, that goes a lot. Warren Buffett does that. Like, this Warren guy Buffett remembers me? Yeah, yeah. It's been three years and you remembered Jeez. me Close and you geez. picked up my call? Yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a guy that I sold a car to uh, when I was first, a new salesperson, and he reached out to me the other day asking me for advice on which career he should choose. Like, wow. random. Like, he was trying to get into sales. Mm-hmm. So he was like, hey, I'm picking between sales and like logistics, something like that. Mm-hmm. He reached out to me, right? And I didn't ignore his call. I picked up the call, took time out of my day to talk to him, like, you know, give him genuine advice on mm-hmm. it, give him the pros and cons of sales mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. Yeah. So, like, that's the level of service and like trust you should have and relationship you should have. Was that with impact that you left on him from, from exactly, the sale? And right. So on. one thing I told him when I spoke to him about the sales, I was like, you got to take care of your people. I was like, why are you calling me after three years of buying a, a Mazda for me? Like, because I took care of you at that time. Mm. And I answered your text. I don't care that you're not buying a car for me today. I'm not looking at it as a waste of my time, mm-hmm. right? I'm building a relationship with you and people feel that, mm. right? So if you're a salesperson watching this, pick up every single call that your client does for you, right? Mm-hmm. If, if someone reaches out to you, take that call, go out of your way. It's going to return tenfold, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And phone calls over text message any day. Hear yeah, tonality. Exactly. You should build better rapport with the yeah. phone calls, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Now you're, you start opening up a whole new can of Go for it. Right go for there. it. Go for it. Let's go at it. <laughs> oh, man. Like, again, with sales, yeah. Yeah. one of the biggest things is psychology, Yep. right? Yep. And what is that? Right, learning about tonality, learning about body language, neuro uh, uh, linguistic programming, there NLP. You know? Right, like mm. communication is a lot more than just words. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can read people, yeah. and that's how you become really good. Mm. I've learned a lot from Jordan Belfort, Wolf mm. of Wall Street. You guys yeah, have probably yeah, yeah, watched yeah. his stuff yeah. too. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. But the body language stuff, like I've learned from him. Big time. You should check out uh, Brian Casello on YouTube. He's, yeah. he's he's a realtor, but he yeah. t- he teaches like neuro linguistic programming. Got it. And yeah. all that like when it really breaks it down, so you can yeah. apply it to like any business, bro. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. And, and like if you want to be an engaging communicator, you yeah. need to be able to use tonality properly, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to switch it up. You don't want to bore people. Like, yeah, yeah, how are you doing? Like, no, you don't want that. Exactly. You got to keep them excited. It's part of the experience. It's you know? part of the experience, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the body yeah. language as well. Like people yeah. feed off that energy, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. Body exactly. language, especially like when I go in and speak to a client sometimes, close the deal. I'll, I'll go see how their body languages right and then there's a there's a concept called matching and mirroring oh, yeah okay you, yeah, match, on, you want to match yeah. their energy yeah, right yeah, yeah. So you're gonna go <laughs> and you're gonna see how they're sitting like now if i come in this close vino and he, he he's sitting like that i'm not gonna just walk to the desk and go like this <laughs> yeah, yeah but i'm gonna walk in you know have a conversation with him mm-hmm. and slowly like you'll start to see me ease into it and i'll yeah. be looking at him like this and i'm okay. you know matching his vibe uh, and now he's like you know this guy's on the same i trust this guy you know? yeah. <laughs> i don't know what it is yeah. kinda something kinda like about him like me, I guess. Yeah, whatever it is, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like that that part to me is crazy too. When I started yeah. to unlock that side of sales, like a I was like, Whoa, yeah, this Jeez. is crazy. Mm. So I started to see, especially in meetings, I remember I used to run meetings with my sales team. I was a new sales manager. I'm looking around, everyone's disengaged. Sometimes they're picking up their phone. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? 
And then I started to play with my tonality. Started to play with like you know words and stuff like that, and I started to see like all of a sudden like they put their phone away and look, and I'm like, whoa, that was powerful. Yeah. And knowing when you're doing that too in your head, and then you see people's reactions is just insane. Mm-hmm. And bro, you don't leave that at the office. That comes with you everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah. you, you just naturally become this person. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Right. And and that helps you in in every aspect of life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like one conversation that is probably going to come up in in this interview, yeah. like and or it probably already came up. Is like you know why sales, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, what? Yeah, why sales? Look, at the end of the day, like when you're growing up, mm. or even people today when they're growing up, they look at sales and like they have this like typical image in their head of like someone that's sleazy or untrustworthy. Oh, sales, oh, that's not that hard, whatever the case may be. But what people fail to understand is everything is in life is sales. Mm-hmm. Boils down back to sales. Mm-hmm. Whether you're selling yourself in an interview, or you're selling yourself to a girl at the club. Or you're selling products to people online, whatever the case may be. Selling your vision to your wife. Selling your vision to your wife. Your whole family. Selling your vision to your company. If you're a leader of a business or a company, right? Mm -hmm. Like selling that vision or or selling why they should be doing certain things for you or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's all sales at the end of the day. Even to your kids. If you've got kids and you're trying to tell them what to do, like, you know, teach them do this versus that. Mm -hmm. It's sales. Like you need to be able to communicate effectively, right? Yeah. So there's a certain way you do it. And if you yeah. if you learn how to do that, you will unlock like great things in life. Bro, things are just are happening for you automatically, you know? Like yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah. crazy. So like I feel like in sales you can learn so much. And it's it's in sales it's a it's a big spectrum versus in the the way that people are proficient in it. Yeah. Mm. Right? Like when you get into any sales environment, it doesn't mm. have to be auto sales, it could be yeah. real estate. Yeah. But you'll see a, a big spectrum of people. Like you'll see people that really have no idea what they're doing, mm-hmm. know nothing about sales. Then you see people that are like masters at it and mm-hmm. really, really good at it. Mm-hmm. And what you understand with those people is that they understand it's a craft. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not just like you wake up one day and like, oh, that guy was born with it. Mm-hmm. No, he wasn't. He worked at it. He yeah, learned yeah. things. He yeah. perfected it. Yeah. Right. He really, really honed his craft. He practice and practice. He practiced repetition. Yeah. Right. Mm. And uh, now he's really good. And now he's carrying that into the rest of his life yeah. as well. Now it's not forced. Now it's just that's just <coughs> who he is. You know, yeah. like it just that like that's just it's a part byproduct. Of him. Yeah. 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 What you got to understand is that makes life so much more exciting. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just talk talk about like a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. If I was like a random like tech guy or IT or someone, and I was giving this interview right now and i'm just having a monotone you know voice and just like what that's boring so boring yeah, like yeah, nobody yeah. wants to listen to that yeah, 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 right yeah so just being able to be a good conversationalist and, and be captivating you know, yeah. gotta be captivating yeah. and like bring people in mm. like that's a skill in its it own is, it is it at is the end it of is, the day. It yeah, is, right it is. so you can learn so much man yeah. like, i think skills like you learn so much and right now, like the things that I've learned over the last couple of years, it, it's going to pay a lot in the in the oh, long yeah. run. No, right? yeah, trust me. I see it already. Yeah. Like the leadership yeah. and like, you know, managing people. I, we yeah. were talking about this off camera as well. But I think one of the hardest parts about my job is managing people's personalities. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Not so much about the numbers. Do you know the different types of personalities? Like the, uh, fuck, I forgot, I forgot. The, uh, the, the, the driver, the. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You, you, you want to go Tim over Gro- that? And I can't, not off the top of my head. I'm forgetting right yeah, now, yeah, but yeah. I know exactly what you're talking okay, about. Okay. Tim Grover actually spoke about this no way okay. in that interview that, okay. I, that I told you guys okay. about earlier okay. okay but i think that um michael jordan he said was the cleaner i believe so okay yeah uh, I, I can't remember 100 yeah. off the top of my head yeah, but yeah. i do remember this yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Uh, this concept like four, four or five yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's four or five of them i yeah. don't know off the top of my head yeah, right yeah, now yeah, yeah. but um yeah the managing personalities it comes down to that as well right mm-hmm. learning like how to speak to certain you can't relay the same message to the to different people the same way can you share some techniques of how you would approach a specific type of people 
So I mean, something that's worked for me really well in my career mm-hmm. is just getting to know the person more. And what I do is I have a one-on-one meeting with my sales reps after every single month. Like mm-hmm. we have a one-on-one conversation about how the month went. And then I set them up for the next month, right? Their targets for the next month, you know, how areas of improvement and game mm-hmm. plan and this and that. And the most important thing, and this is key right now if you're a salesperson or a sales leader, sorry, I should say, and salesperson as well. But the main thing at the ending of the conversation is I ask them their motivation. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we're humans. They're yes. humans. And Something. I, yeah. as a sales leader, need to understand that. I need to be able to tap into that. There's one guy in my workplace where he's struggled a lot. He's come from India. He's been on a work permit. He's worked at hotels. He's cleaned washrooms. Is that the Punjabi guy that Rohan, you Yeah. yeah no, shout yeah, out to yeah, Rohan. Yeah, yeah. He's doing really Number well. Number one himself. right now, right? He, he was a top salesperson for two months in oh, a row. Geez. Right? He's only a year in the industry as well. And he's learned a lot. Yeah. You know, I'm working with him very, very closely. I really believe in the guy, you okay. know? So I'm investing in him as well right now. And I know the that same he's... Way. Exactly. I got to yeah. pay it back, right? Exactly. You got to pay it pay back. It forward. Yeah. Pay it Sorry, pay it forward. Yeah. I got to pay it forward. Yeah. So The energy doesn't die. It has to transfer. It oh, has yeah. to. Yeah. It has yeah. to. Keep yeah. on going. Yeah. Keep on going. Keep the, you know, keep it going. So mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to him. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he's worked really, really hard. And something that he wants to do is he wants to provide a better life for his family back in India. There's certain things that his parents have sacrificed mm-hmm. for him to be in the position that he's in today. Mm-hmm. And he feels like he owes it to them to get them that better life, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever he's having a bad day, I'll be like, you remember your motivation. Yeah, yeah. Your parents your are why, back home your right why. now. Your why, right? Yeah. Your parents are back home right now. I know you want to bring them here. I know you want to give them that vacation. I know yeah. you want to buy them that Apple Watch. Mm. So, you know, you got you to gotta hustle right now. You got to yeah. grind. You, yeah. you don't have time to rest right mm-hmm. now, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a, a why that's bigger than yourself, mm-hmm. then you can stay motivated, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So at the end of that conversation, like I said, with my sales guys, I'll talk about their motivation. Now, some guys will hit me with, the, oh, I just like money. But, you know, I try to get deeper than that. Yeah, and I try to show them it's yeah. not that, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not about the money, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. So I want to talk about this, but you got to excuse me a little yeah. bit. I, I, I recently listened to this this talk yeah. and I'm not remembering everything off the top of my head. But again, this is something that everybody should watch. Ramit Sethi, that guy we spoke about, the financial guy, he gave a talk to Google employees very recently. And I was, I was listening to this talk while I was working out. That's why I wasn't able to retain as much of it. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a really good talk. Very interesting the to- uh, topic that he brought up. The topic was on how to live a rich life, how to live a wealthy life, mm, right? Okay. So basically the concept that he was talking about was anybody that's talking about how to live a rich life, a mentor, when they talk about these things, mm-hmm. they talk about like how much money you should be saving, how much you know money you should have in your bank account, your bank balance, your investments, mm-hmm. you know, your net worth, things of that nature where you can cut costs. And he's like, that's not how I want you looking at it. The way he spinned it, mm-hmm. was, you know, it was different. It was very yeah. unique. And that's why I got so intrigued by it. He was like, he asked the audience, he asked the, the people that are working at Google, he was like, what are the things that you guys spend money on in your life that you don't care how much money you spent on it mm. because it brings you happiness? Mm. And, and one girl was like a nanny for my kids. Mm. Right? And, and he was like, why? And he's like, because it buys me the peace of mind. When I'm at work, I'm working 12, 13 hours, 15 hours on my Google. You know, she's probably a top level executive or something. And like, yeah. you know, it stresses me out that the kids are at home alone. No one's there for them mm-hmm. to take care of them. Mm-hmm. The nanny buys me that peace of mind, mm-hmm. knowing that somebody that cares for them is there to take care of them. Mm-hmm. If something is happening to them, they have somebody to rely on. Right. Another person was like traveling. Like, I like to travel, I like to experience the world. Another person was like, I like to read books. And he was like, when you think about money, think about it in a way where 
you can acquire a certain amount of money to get you the things in life that truly make you happy and you can spoil yourself on them. You're like living at like full expression at that point, full, you know? Full. You can be yourself to the maximum. The most, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't <laughs> explain that the way I would have liked to explain it, mm-hmm. but hopefully people understand the concept behind yeah, that. Yeah, 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 right? Yeah. So like me and my wife were at Wasego Beach just the yeah. other day on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We were on a jet ski. We were living life. Jeez. It was a great time. Yeah. Nice. And uh, we were having this conversation and she asked me, she's like, what is it for you? And I was like, doing this shit right (laughs) that's what it was i was like the experiences that i can have with my family Mm. because that's what i'll take with me forever yeah i don't care how much money i spend on those things because that's what's truly important to me right yeah so like whether that's you know spoiling her on a vacation or taking my mom out to eat to a restaurant that she never could have afforded growing up Mm -hmm. or you know buying her something that she's wanting for a long time that's the best part that's That's the the best best feeling so When I'm yeah. grinding it out, when it's like a tough day, when I don't want to work, all I got to do is remind myself Remember of like, that, you know, yeah. this is what I'm working hard for yeah. to be able to afford these luxuries in my life. Mm-hmm. That's the life that I want. And at that time, like, doesn't doesn't matter what, what happens to you. Yeah. doesn't matter how negative things are, how tough it gets. You can break through that because mm-hmm. your why is that strong, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like anybody watching this that's in an industry that's performance driven, use that type of mindset mm-hmm. and and that's what's going to help you like really be able to perform mm-hmm. at a certain level consistently every single day keep you motivated keep you driven and to keep going forward tell me a little bit about your future goals and future plans and where you want to take your career yeah that's a tough question man mm. that's a really really tough question mm-hmm. I-, I knew this question would come up in the interview yeah, and i yeah. really really don't know how to answer it yeah I'm not gonna lie and say that I- i've got the future planned okay. out i yeah. really don't exactly okay. know yeah Right now, I'm just looking to make every single day the best that it can be and mm-hmm. just get better, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Now, I do know I want to continue to progress in sales and leadership. Now, that, that is you know my ambition. That's mm-hmm. what I'm passionate about. Of course, you can probably tell by now. Oh, yeah. But uh, whether that's staying in the automotive industry and, and going to a high-level position, I, I really believe in myself, got confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. I know that if I put in the work right now, I can get to a position that's like vice president of the company oh, yeah. or, can, or things like that. Yeah. Or if I venture off into another you know sales path, I don't know whether mm-hmm. that's you know, real estate or tech sales or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right do now, real estate. Huh? Dude, get in real estate. <laughs> I think you do really well. So like yeah. that that there's a lot of avenues that are open. Yeah. There's been so much that's happened the last three years. Mm-hmm. I've progressed really fast. Like thank God. Like alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. Progressed really fast where like right now I have to really start to think about what I want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. But the last couple of years I've just been really working on myself. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. starting to get like learning to get better, improvement. So right now that's my mentality. Okay. I do need to figure out like what You're I want. Still figuring it out, right? Yeah. Okay. And okay. it's tough. Like again, yeah. for people watching this, yeah. it's a tough decision, man. Mm-hmm. It's a big decision you have to make mm-hmm. for what you want to do for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, I really believe that you got to be ready for an opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Because if mm-hmm. an opportunity comes and presents itself, if you're ready you'll be able to make the best of it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So right now, I'm just making myself prepared mm-hmm. for whatever's to come because I know that if I put in the work, you know, I put the right energy out there, opportunities will present itself, oh, yeah. mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So at the moment, I'm focusing on just working on myself, yeah, working on yeah. the craft, continuing mm-hmm. to improve, not getting complacent, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then looking forward as well. So I don't know how to answer that one right now, mm-hmm. be completely honest, yeah, but yeah. whether that's a leadership role in the automotive industry or uh, venturing off into another sales path or even opening up my own business you know mm-hmm. that that is a goal of mine too one day mm-hmm. i don't know what business i would run mm-hmm. that again is still figuring that part out exactly. um but again that's an ambition of mine as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. yeah so just a lot of things are open right now right now i just want to make sure that i am ready i'm working on myself getting better every single day yeah that's the mentality if i didn't learn something new today 
if I didn't take one step forward, I'm not happy. Yeah. Mm. I can't go to sleep at night and look myself in the mirror and be like, you know, I had a good day. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I got to wake up in the morning and be like, you know, this is the goals that I'm working towards. What step am I taking? And it could be a very minute step. It could be a tiny little baby step forward. But as long as I'm moving forward, then I feel content, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what life is about, right? Mm-hmm. Progression. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you want to be happy, as long as you're progressing, you will be happy. That's a natural state to be. You know, if yeah. you look at like anything, like even like a tree and stuff, it doesn't stop growing. It's just yeah. always growing, you know? Exactly. So once you stop growing, like you're, you literally start dying. That's what it is. Yeah. That's yeah. what it yeah. is. People don't understand that. You stop growing, you're going to feel like you're dying. Mm. That's when people get depressed. Yeah. That's when their mental health yeah. starts to decline. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to stay positive, you want to stay happy, continue to move forward. It's natural to move forward. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's built in us. We yeah. want to yeah. do that. For yeah. everything in life, like you said, right? Yeah. That's a perfect thing that you just said. Mm-hmm. Like trees or plants or animals, like everything is growing mm-hmm. until they stop growing and then they start dying. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But you don't exactly. want to do that. Exactly. You don't do exactly. That. So There's a time for that, but you know, it's it's not anytime soon, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, no. Even going back to like what you're saying earlier, like I think like everything you're doing right now, like it's it's, it's not going to be like a waste of time or anything. No. It's like not only are you making money, but you're learning like once again like those systems and those processes, like how these bigger corporations are being run. Yeah. So you're getting all this intel. You're you're yeah. you're learning like your communication skills are going to continually get better and better and better, right? Yeah. Like as you're dealing with every other high level executive that comes in to buy an Audi, right? So yeah. It was crazy. I, I was. I remember, like a few months ago, um, I tell my sales guys all the time. If you're yeah. again, if you're a sales leader, if you're a leader, you need to be there for your people. Yeah. I tell my people all the time, like I want, I want to empower you guys. I want you guys to close your own deals. I want to, sh- I want to see you guys improve. But anytime you feel like you're stuck, you've got me. I'm mm. always gonna come and I'm gonna mm-hmm. help you close that deal, right? Mm-hmm. And they appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Rohan actually, he he was trying to close the customer, mm-hmm. and uh, the customer was you know giving him a little bit of a hard time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. Let's let's put a, get on a conference call and then let's see what we can do. So I'm on the phone with the client. It's ten minutes into the conversation, Rohan's sitting across from me, and while I'm talking to the guy, he's on speakerphone. Rohan shows me, he's trying to show me something on his phone. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? I'm on the phone with the guy. I'm trying to like, you know, listen to him, understand mm-hmm. what his pain points are and, mm-hmm. you know, get the deal closed here. And he's like, no, look, look, look. He shows me the phone. It's a LinkedIn profile. I'm on the phone with the president of Microsoft Canada. Oh, shit. I had no yeah, yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Holy idea. A super interesting guy. Very, very humble guy. Jeez. No um, wonder he's giving a little bit of a hard time there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? He's like, so, I don't know if I should go BMW or Audi, right? <laughs> at that point, at that point yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, knew, I realized what I'm talking yeah, to. Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't even talking about the car anymore. I was just trying to pick his brain. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, let me let me listen to what this guy has to say, mm-hmm. right? Like, understand how he speaks to and people. And they appreciate that too, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... No, it's, it's crazy, right? But like you said, right now, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can, take in as much as I can. The good thing about sales and businesses, there's so many takeaways, yeah, right? Yeah. There's so many things that you can apply to different areas of life. Mm-hmm. Dealing with people right now, I feel like it's the biggest skill that right. I'm acquiring, like leadership skills. Because yeah. once you have that, you can really make an impact on a company. Mm-hmm. The richest right? man in the world. That's what that. he is. Rule number one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dale Carnegie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The richest man ever. Yeah. Like, yo, bro, he knew when he walked into those factories, bro, he knew every single person. Yeah. by by name oh yeah it's crazy man so i try to really like you know use these concepts and apply them on my life as well so mm-hmm. i remember when i was joining audi my wife will laugh because she remembers this as well i went on their website and i memorized everybody's name by looking at their Smart. picture Smart. so i walk in the first day and i'm like hey alistair how you doing mm. hey rob how you no, doing? Like, how the hell you know my name I'm like like yeah how do you know my yeah. name mm-hmm. yeah 
So Do you guys wear name tags or no? No, okay, no, no okay, we don't okay, name yeah, tags. So I'm remembering sure. the picture, and the pictures are old too. <laughs> yeah, Keep that yeah, in yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. some of these pictures have not been updated so they, for they years. Look a little different. Yeah, yeah, too. They look a little bit different too, right? Mm-hmm. But that went a long way as well, right? Yeah. They were like, okay, this guy took the time to learn who we All are. All these extra, extra things. Yeah. So, like, yeah, do those extra little things, yeah, and, and yeah, that yeah. that goes a long way. It for does. Sure, it really does. I know off camera we were talking about you having to manage people that are older than you, right? You're obviously 27 now. I just turned 27 like 10 days ago. Happy yeah. birthday, birthday, my friend. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it. Happy birthday. <laughs> you're managing people that have been in these positions well before you, and you're managing people that are older than you. So being a young guy going into the industry, what are some challenges that you face, and how have you overcome them? And what sort of advice would you give to somebody who's young and wants to make actual moves in yeah. whatever industry they're working in? Yeah. I mean, the, like you said, one of the questions you asked me, it's already answered in the question. The challenge <laughs> yeah. itself yeah. is to lead people that are... I have, have more experience than you, that are mm-hmm. older than you, that are mm-hmm. wiser than you, right? That's a challenge, man. Yeah. Because they will look at you like, you know, I know more than you. Yeah. I've been in this year longer than you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like third of my age. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. what are you going to teach me? Mm-hmm. How are you going to lead me, right? So the biggest advice that I have in that circumstance and, and how to become successful in that situation is show them the respect. Yes. Give yeah. them the respect. Mm-hmm. No, appreciate them. Yeah. yeah. And tell them, like, look, I understand you know more than me. Or, you know, in certain situations, in certain areas, mm-hmm. you know more than me, right? Mm-hmm. You have a certain set of skills, a certain expertise. Mm-hmm. You performed at a certain level for such amount of time. That's why you're here today, mm-hmm. right? You clearly know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So respect that. Don't yeah. go in like, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change that. Do this. Don't do that. That's going to set you up for failure yeah, big yeah, time, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Show them the respect first. Mm-hmm. Show them the appreciation first. Mm-hmm. And then when you gain that trust, when you gain that ability to speak to them on a personal level, be like, look, I'm just trying to help out Mm. and here's the areas where I feel like, you know, you're doing great in, Mm -hmm. but I think we can improve as well, Mm. right? And then give them that feedback and once you have that connection with them and they they know that you respect them as well, they'll be open to that feedback, Mm. right? So that's, I think that's the 100% key. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, I think one thing you do good is that you don't let the the power get to you, that ego, right? Yeah, never. never. You're never going to be able to effectively lead people if you're using your you know your power to to impress upon them mm-hmm. or power right? tripping right yeah power yeah, tripping yeah. like mm-hmm. i was just reading this quote the other day and mind you know excuse me if i get it wrong but it was like management is persuading people to do certain things for you and leadership is showing people that they can do things that they never thought that they could do mm. so that's a leader they looked inside them and they never thought they could be that person mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. they have that potential but you brought mm-hmm. it but out you bought them. it out in them mm. you showed that light in them yeah that's yeah. a leader yeah Jeez. right yeah yeah a manager's like do this do that like this is why you think you should do that mm-hmm. no you got to be able to look at the potential in somebody and even if when they don't see it you believe in them mm. And then get them to see what they can become. Because, bro, like a lot of people don't have that. Like you even said, even your your own family, like they're yeah. like, yo, you can go to Uber or whatever, right? Like mm. I think most, I think most families are like that because like people are always gonna see you, even your friends or like your family, they're always gonna see you as your old self. They're not, they're not gonna see that new vision you have for exactly. yourself, right? So exactly. that's why, like, yeah, bro, like I, I think I think it's good to have that external source especially if that's from like your your workplace yeah if the leader or the boss can like they see that in you like you want to incentivize the people to come into work and you want to make that like a good environment too yeah. right so you want to give them yeah. hope right you mm-hmm. want to give them hope for a better future a better mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so again one of the things that i focus on with my team is not just like how they can sell more cars or make more money 
how can they live a better life? Yeah, yeah. Right? Because that in turn will make them sell exactly. more cars. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I want them to to think about the bigger picture. So I'm always asking about their family. How's your mom doing? How's mm-hmm. those things at home? How are mm-hmm. you doing? Because I know that all that stuff again ties in together. Yeah. Right. Exactly. These are humans. Yeah. You want to be a good leader. You need to understand these are humans at the end of yeah. the day. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. These are not machines. These are not robots. Mm-hmm. You don't just program them and say go do this task mm-hmm. and that task. Mm-hmm. No. Coming soon. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know what I mean. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there there's emotions tied to that, right? right? Mm-hmm. And if you if they feel like you care about them and you genuinely do, then like that's a whole different. Yeah, level. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Transitioning from that initial version of yourself walking into those, that dealership, how has the career and the professionalism and everything else? How does that impact your personal life, your family, and your friends? Like, yeah, that? it's actually a really good question. Uh, I mean, there's certain friends or acquaintances that I had at the time mm-hmm. were you know, no longer friends with them, no longer acquaintances mm-hmm. with them, just because like when you grow, you realize when you grow up that like certain people don't grow at the same pace, mm-hmm. right? They're on the mm-hmm. same page as you, yeah. and you can't let people bring you down, right? Mm-hmm. Some a wise man once told me, sometimes you got to just go and be by yourself and walk that lone path because mm. that's where the growth is yeah, yeah right so there is. is a lot of people that were in my life at that time which are not in the life anymore mm-hmm. because you know the values are don't align anymore mm-hmm. you know they're not doing the same things that you know i'm doing now exactly. you know they're still hanging out and and whatnot and, and that's fine that's mm-hmm. okay if, if that's what makes you happy mm-hmm. but it's not the same page that i'm on right exactly. now so you do lose a couple of friends you lose a couple of acquaintances in terms of family life yeah it's definitely been tougher because i'm a lot more busier now i'm trying to progress but the good thing is i've got a great support system around me my mom is fantastic always praying for me always supporting me always being there for me always listening to me i do feel bad sometimes i don't get to spend as much time with them mm-hmm. but they know that i'm doing it they for understand, them right, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. as long as they you show them that you will prioritize them when it comes time to that you got to make time out for them too yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. like relationships are the most important thing i can't get so lost in progression and career and growth and stuff like that that i lose sight of the people that were there for me in times when i didn't have anything mm. right that's the most important thing. You mm-hmm. got to make them feel appreciated. So I, I try my best to make time out for like my grandparents, my mom, you know, things of that nature. So they understand that, you know, look, I'm, I'm doing whatever I can for the, you know, the best of all of us. But I still appreciate you guys. I still love you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make time mm-hmm. out for you guys. I'm going to show you guys that you're still very, very important to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the areas in my personal life. It just caused me to it forced me to get a lot better. I try not to waste too much time anymore. You know, I don't really watch any TV shows. I don't watch movies too much. Like once in a while, my wife and me will, you know, late night will watch something. Yeah. But I, I'm not actively watching any Netflix shows mm-hmm. or anything like that because mm-hmm. I'm always trying to you know, get better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have to prioritize. Right. So I had to make tough decisions, sacrifices, and it's impacted my life in a, in a positive way, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's tough sometimes. Like, it's a lot of pressure on myself. I don't think anybody can be as hard on me than, than myself. Yeah. So in that way, it's impacted me. But I would say it's all positive. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's all been good. It's forced me to become a better person, a better human being at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. This is not about just being a better salesperson or a better professional. It's about being a better person, a better human being. I want to give back to others, mm. right? I'm like right now, something that's really, really bothering me. I've been wanting to do this for over a year now. I want to do something that's uh, charitable, right? Mm. Like I want to give back to the community or the world. Like I want to yes. make an impact, mm-hmm. right? On people's lives in, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So one day, like that's it's a huge goal of mine yeah. to yeah. start a foundation or mm-hmm. to do something. And I don't want to just do it and be like a, you know, a silent partner or something. I want to actively do it. You want to mm. be involved. I want to be involved, yeah. right? Like if that means like I have to go and speak somewhere if that means I have, to, I have to go and build houses or like you know show up for people and give them some hope and like you know food food or whatever the case may be i want to actively 
do it. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be really, really fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. It's given me that mentality now mm-hmm. where I feel mm-hmm. grateful for everything that I have and I appreciate back. it. And now I want to, I also want to give back, right? I'm, I'm still amazing. nowhere close to where oh, I want to yeah. be. Oh, yeah. Like long way ahead. Oh, like yeah. so much it's more to young, do. Bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like so much, like I have so much work to do, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. nothing right now, yeah. you know, but I'm very grateful for where I've come and, and how far I've come so far. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I want to continue to keep going and, and progressing forward, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. that's what it's about. If you were to pick one thing, what do you think was that main underlying thing that kept you going this whole time? The hunger. You know, a lot of people don't really know about my personal life growing up, but it wasn't easy. It was a tough yeah. time. I grew up with a single mom. Yeah. We lived in a basement for 17 years, wow. right? Yeah. Yeah. Just me and my mom and my, my younger brother. Yeah. So it, it wasn't the easiest upbringing. I always had a positive attitude, so nobody could tell, right? Mm-hmm. But there was some dark days. There was some yeah, tough yeah, times. Yeah. Like my, fr- my closest friends don't know this, but my mom mm. was on welfare until I was 18 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. like just having that drive, having that hunger to give her a better life mm-hmm. like that's what separates me like, yeah, yeah. Like, i gotta do this for her yeah, like yeah, i gotta yeah, do, yeah. i'm gonna make sure that the next generation in my family line mm. like they don't have to go through the stuff that mm-hmm. i have to go through mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. ed my talks about this mm. uh his favorite movie is the matrix mm. and uh he says that there's neo if you guys have watched the yeah, movie, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, neo yeah, right there's a neo mm. if you look at any uh, in family where there where there is wealth where they've made it to a certain point in life. There's one Neo that one broke Neo. the Matrix. Yeah. There's one Neo that yeah, broke yeah, the yeah, Matrix. Yeah. Right? There's one person <laughs> where he came in to that family line and said, I'm changing this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I'm coming yeah. in and I'm, I'm going to bring some energy. I'm going to make sure that for generations to come, mm-hmm. like this family doesn't have to struggle ever again. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that interview you talked you about. Watched, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so yeah. like my motivation is I want to be the Neo. Yeah, right? yeah, I want to yeah. make impact. I want to make sure that the future generation lives a good life. Yeah, bro. You want to be the yeah. one. <laughs> I want to be the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's that's what it is. <laughs> if anybody wanted to get a hold of you, how do we mm-hmm. get a hold of you? You can follow me on Instagram, Saad underscore Queensway. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see my email on there. You'll see my cell phone number. I'm very open and very available to anybody that wants to reach out. If you've got questions for me, if you want to connect, I'm always looking to connect with people that are like-minded. Mm. Right? I really believe in that. Surrounding yourself with positive people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we had a great conversation oh, today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we're going to stay I'm in sure touch we're after. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, <laughs> like, getting around people that are like-minded, mm. like, that's the key to, yeah, making sure that you progress as well because you guys we feed off each other's energy right exactly like we know that there's positivity out there we know there's growth out there you see someone else's potential and you're like oh man that guy's doing so well let me feed off of that right i'm very open as well so if you want to reach out to me my cell phone number is on there shoot me a text give me a call come by the dealership audi queensway and come have a chat all right guys this is a crazy episode appreciate you guys uh watching today Mm -hmm. a lot of great gems on this we're going to be actually cutting up a lot of the gems it's going to be on his instagram uh, it's also going to be on our instagram as well so you can follow us at, at wealth as possible on instagram and at sad underscore Audi queensway there we go there we go all the links are going to be down below uh, make sure you guys like the video as well uh share it with uh whoever you think that can benefit from it until next time wealth is possible oh yeah there we go. Is possible. <laughs> there it's we all go. it's all in the mindset yeah, there you go there we go all right guys thank, thank you guys, guys.